show me the news. And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's show me the news. Welcome to Show Me Your News, the pinnacle for delivering and debating the gaming news that matters the most to you. Rumor-filled gossip, hardware blunders, or upcoming releases. If it relates to video games, we want to talk about it. I am Yoko, and I will probably be killed by homework before the Mass Effect 3 hype. I am the Buzzsaw, and I just recovered from a huge nosebleed. Stupid climate. I am Super, and I just spent the last hour playing with my niece. I'm Tony, and I've been sick the last few days. Aww. <laughs> Get that checked out. Stay away from my knee. Not, not as bad as maybe some other people, but I'm congested as hell still. <laughs> Our top stories today for episode 105 of the podcast for today is Sunday, March 4th, 2012. Uh, we had the PlayStation Vita launch in North America the other week, a couple weeks ago, I guess. Also, uh, Pokemon Black 2 and White 2 are the new games. Not gray, Go figure. Um, Someone also posted ideas for franchise improvements. We'll go through those quickly, see if we agree or disagree with them. Also leaked Assassin's Creed 3, and it will be revolutionary. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Oh, ho. Waka, waka. That was bad. feel bad. I know. I I should feel bad. Uh, Hilarity of the Week, Mass Effect 3 sent games in space, and someone who got one of them did something pretty dumb, and we'll talk about it. Out recently, SSX, Shin Megami Tensei, Devil Survivor 2, Syndicate, Asura's Wrath, and Metal Gear Solid 3D. Did you blast Syndicate? Yes, I'm mad. I'm I'm one of the... We talked about that a while old ago. Old school syndicate fans. Yeah, yeah. we talked. About oh, that. that's like, the one they made in FPS. Yeah, I got yep, you. I, yep, I, yep. I'm in that crowd of people that you don't recognize that they severely offended because the game is nothing like the original. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll do soapbox. Have a thought. Recommend some YouTube videos and talk about a contest and forum idea. But first, let me welcome guest on the show. Last time he was on, I want to say it was episode 82. So it's been a while. Um. <laughs> I welcome my brother, Sword Hunter. What's up? Hello, hello. It's good to be back in these most exciting of times mm-hmm. in gaming. So. Absolutely. We're certainly, sure. reaching, certainly reaching for guests, aren't we? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I know. <laughs> only I only have to reach about 30 to 40 feet away, so that's <laughs> about as far. Yeah, yeah, the internet connection's not happy, but nah. it'll manage. Anyway, you know, figured, you know, kind of summarize the Mass Effect hype since you were on the last time that after Mass Effect 2 came out, you, you know, talked and talked and talked. So we get to summarize all yes. the hype before the series quote unquote ends. Who knows if they Mass have future Effect plans? Mass Effect is in the realm. Mass Effect is in the realm. Very good. <laughs> we've, had Twice. New, we've had some new listeners <laughs> to the podcast. Mass Effect 3 is so in the realm. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> We've had some new listeners to the podcast, and they're like trying to figure, like, oh, what's what's the realm? And like, oh, good times. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, Sword Hunter, we are tomorrow. Actually, the fifth is our one year anniversary for WTF Pokemon returning to the world. 
amazing. It it's gone by so quickly, and uh, I don't know. It, it's it's surprising how consistent we've managed to be with this, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's definitely been more convenient now that we're living in the same place again. So we'll uh, we'll finish this season off, but then we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we started it with episode forty nine on March fifth of twenty eleven, and now this upcoming week will be episode ninety eight. I haven't really thought about it, but damn, it has been a year. Yeah, yeah. it That's just crazy. goes by very... What's been your favorite part of the, the past year? Oh, geez. Um, I, I would have to say Yomacon, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the easy oh, one yeah. to pick, but really, it was it's pretty amazing to uh, um, expose new people to uh, to our series through the convention and have a lot of people actually you know, give feedback as to what we were doing live instead of just uh, on the internet with the occasional comment and little ha huh, cool random YouTube comment. So <laughs> first, you know, that's cool. the way to get, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, people still do first. I've we've had a couple. Really, we've had a, a couple, couple. first, <laughs> but it's usually good. just the one word cool. Like oh, you took your time <laughs> to say that, really. So, well, at least he took his time. Trust me, as someone who puts content out on the internet, getting a single comment is amazing. Yeah, it means a view. That's so <laughs> true. We'll take it. And now Tom we're drag that mouse years. over the submit button. And now we're posting episodes on ScrewAttack.com in their community such, uh, section. We thought Ooh. it was going to be maybe something more if the guy who contacted us could have pulled some strings, but you know, it, it's more eyes on the content, which is nice. Um, they keep posting there. You never know what will happen to that's though. That's true. That's true. Right. And maybe they see the consistency, and it's been interesting. Like we've had a couple comments that are like. Oh, I remember you from Show Me Your News, or you know, there was. Oh, I remember watching this back in the day, or oh, geez, ninety something episodes. I've got a lot to watch because I like it. I mean, a lot of them, the comments seem positive, aside from the what, like there's been like, oh, you guys are wasting your time talking about a children's cartoon anime. Thing. Welcome to the internet. But then what he about, said, he said like, yeah. I laughed. And I'm like, oh, well, mission okay. accomplished. accomplished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so uh, I want to throw this out here. Uh, you guys were wondering what to do for a hundred. Did you mm-hmm. plan on getting that Easter egg special out anytime soon? Um, um, I kind of forgot about that. Well, but, there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. We could kind of do that because otherwise we're going to say, "Oh, we could do a bottom five or a bottom ten of you know the one hundred episodes so far." But we we did that for Yomacon already. Yeah. So whoops, can't do that. So yeah, we'll probably do uh, the Easter egg one or something. I kind of like the idea of a musical uh, episode. Oh, God. Musical (laughs) episode? Yeah. Well, you have some writing to do, then. Games, glorious games. Yes, I do. If you beat beat Cyberlink to that, he'll probably be pissed. (laughs) (laughs) They've been working on that for so long. Come on, guys. I know know you're writing original stuff, and that's difficult. But don't have us beat a musical episode. (laughs) Beat you to a musical episode. But we we kid. They're they're gonna do a great job with that. Do 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 do. <laughs> I did this episode in a week. Fuck <laughs> sucks. Oh, that would be interesting if we uh, count down our bottom ten rants, <laughs> our worst rants, our worst rants. <laughs> oh man, that was that was terrible. What was I thinking? It was and, just uh, a bunch and, of like. I mean, seriously. seriously. Yeah, count the number of times I say, "Come on, seriously." A doer. And then number no, one that goes was the to... that was that was number one. And then number <laughs> no 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 number one goes to Chrome Snake and Sniper Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Don't we have a podcast we're running, guys? Sure. So, I, I just wanted to <laughs> talk a little bit about I'm, what I'm, we I'm do good. and all that stuff. Anyway, it's good to have you on the show. You get to talk about some Mass Effect and much, much more. Thank you, thank um, you. We start off the show with the hopefully shorter section every week that we keep <laughs> trying to do. Uh, the what are you playing section where we you know talk about what we've been playing for the past couple weeks, give a little bit of a mini review. Uh, we start off with Buzz, who's... We're also going to throw in the soapbox section that we do at the end of the show, because you have to get going in a little bit. Why would that... I do, I must depart. For prior engagements, have dinner plans. Those dinner plans were yesterday, but then due to sugar getting sick, they got shipped to today, and yada yada, and oh. things got in the way, so oh, and I, have I, to, I have to depart. Gotta shut up my phone. I <laughs> uh, will. So, what, what am I playing? Yeah. Um... I'll tell you what I'm playing. I fired up Zach McCracken and the Alien Mindbenders. What, what is that? I, heard of it. I don't <laughs> it know what that is, but I want to. <laughs> it came out in 1988, and you need ScumVM to play it because it's so oh, old. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, for those who don't know, Scum is S-C-U-M-M, and in, it's the name of the scripting engine that you use in the original like Monkey Island wow. games and those kind of stuff. Anyway, ScumVM obviously means it's like an emulator for those kind of games. But like anyway, point and click and all that. Yeah, point and click adventure games. Yeah, that's what it's mm-hmm. for. So I fired up Zach McCracken just just cause I've I've beaten it before. I played it before, but it's been really really long, and I wanted to play it again. Um, hilarious plotline, hilarious characters. Basically, these aliens come to the planet and want to make the entire planet stupid. That is their objective. They Great. want to make everyone's IQ drop. So they have this machine deployed that is slowly like dropping that IQ of everyone on the planet, and your job is to stop them. And you are a tabloid reporter. It's pretty awesome. Hmm. Go Zach. Sounds like. But this plot. aside from that, <laughs> oh yeah, go ahead. I, I, I've heard of this plot before, and it must have been the first because I seem to recall Futurama doing something very similar. Oh, with the brains, <laughs> yes. The brains. <laughs> now I it's shall hilarious. leave Earth for no reason. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like that episode. But the other game I'm playing is Skyward Sword, doing Hero Mode. I've already beaten it, but my sugar and I are trying to beat Hero Mode because that's where it really counts. And we also are playing Minecraft. I've converted sugar to Minecraft. And I wanted to get back into it because I watched the video for the 1.2 patch, and it was like, holy crap, there's so much good stuff in this now. So and who's so... paying attention to your child? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sugar. We, have a, we have a dog kennel. Just kind of lock her in, and no, I'm just <laughs> or when she's Adrian and Link are also playing Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, there's that option. There you go. I, I've heard but, uh, there's some uh, interesting uh, things are going on on the Show Me Your News server for Minecraft as well. I don't know. I'm just building yeah. Zelda. I'm just building yeah. Zelda dungeons. Nice. <laughs> so far, we're just playing an offline server just between the two of us, and one of the new biomes in Minecraft is the jungle. And we happen to spawn a massive jungle island as our starting world, so it's really awesome. So we built tree houses. Instead of building like caves or things on the ground, we built a tree house. It's really cool. Nice. So we're that. That's what I've been playing. Now, I actually wanted to mention about Skyward Sword. Oh, I was yes. trying to find the text message you sent to me the other day. No, I still want to go it. back to Skyward you, Sword. You think Would that we... hero mode could be more difficult? Like you, you don't. I, the impression I got from you is that you didn't find oh, your yes. mode's difficulty to be as challenging. He, here's the problem: yeah. that, hmm. the way it works is you take double damage, but enemies have the same health. That's the way I understand the way it works. Mm-hmm. And so the problem is, 
yeah, occasionally you run into a guy who you struggle with, and because he does double damage, you do die where you didn't die before. But that doesn't happen very often, and when you're used to fighting the enemies, because they don't have any more health, you kill them off pretty quickly. And we know how to fight all the bosses, and we know how to fight all the creatures, so they're not terribly difficult. So the so, heart drops, yeah. the lack of heart drops means little to you? It, it's Well, you get the heart medallion, and it's over. Like, there's no hard drops. The heart medallion. Well, yeah. If I wanted to challenge myself, I could do that. But I'm just saying they offered it, and like, get the heart medallion. Then, then it's like hero mode doesn't affect you. (laughs) And it's like, okay. I mean, if you were doing it for an achievement, but you're not, so (laughs) because it's so weird. I might go back and do the three heart challenge or something later. But just as it is, it's like, yeah, I get hit a few times, and yeah, the hearts are a little bit to deal with. But you just carry a red potion with you and. I know how to fight everything, so it's not as difficult. I don't know. That, I, I, I might change my mind when I get to the later bosses, like the, the pirate ship and the other stuff. Yeah. Rako's we'll listing things he doesn't want to do here in mode 4, and the first thing he said was Skulltula, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's really silly, but yeah, screw those things. Skulltulas are tricky when you first meet them. Oh my yeah. gosh. I remember yeah, it first took me forever to figure it out. Like, Has anyone else tried the... Has anyone else tried the bombs on the Boku Baba? Because it's so yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's great. Gobble, gobble, gobble. I, I use bombs to kill Gobble. all jelly, all the jelly creatures. Good on you. <laughs> yeah. I really love what they did with bombs in that game. They, yeah, I mean, that you can pick up bombs and then just put them away was one of the best. Stuff them in your bag. Oh, yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah. So what's the? Uh, oh, which... Should I soapbox right now then? Yeah, yeah soapbox right now. Go for it. Soapbox. I will soapbox, soapbox it up. Basically, my, my, my dreams are coming true, and the stuff I have predicted multiple episodes in the past is that Valve is rumored to be making a game console, a set-top box for your TV. Set-top But box. there's some interesting... That's what, they, that's what they call it. They actually call that, like, it's a set-top box. But there's some interesting caveats. The first, the first difference from other console makers is that they will allow multiple manufacturers. They're not going to assume sole responsibility. So you might see, I don't know, like a, a Samsung-branded you know, Valve box, and you might see, uh, I don't know, who else makes stuff? EVGA-branded Valve box. You know, you, whoever makes hardware, they can license that out, and anyone can make it. So you'll see different brands. The other thing is it'll have PC specs, not console specs. So unlike, for example, Xbox 360s having a, a half gig of RAM, the Valve box would have 8 gigs of RAM and yeah, have like a that. full NVIDIA GPU in there. And they didn't mention anything about operating system, so I don't know if they would like put Windows on it or like yeah. make their own. or I don't know. I don't, they didn't say anything about that because obviously it's just rumors. But Yeah, definitely um, have to say that it is just rumor. <laughs> yeah. Def- well, it's, oh, I want it to be it. true. I want it to be true so badly. If, <laughs> if this is true, it's going to kill other consoles if, it, like, if it's executed well, it correctly. Is. Because I uh, I think in one of my previous soapboxes, I ranted about how Sony came out publicly and said in, in a statement, they're like, the world is not ready for digital distribution. The next PlayStation console will not be digital, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ooh, that's not that's not smart. And sure enough, if Valve does come out and be like, well, okay, we'll take the full digital market, <laughs> then they're going to kick themselves and be kind of upset. I'll, so, I'll but it will play all, you know, all Valve games. But then they'll yeah. come out with a Valve box that'll have, you know, full motion capabilities, so... Yeah, and then it'll yep. suck. <laughs> I'll be honest, so if, Valve, there... if Valve does make a Valve box, I will be purchasing that maybe day one, because I have too many games that I technically can't play. 
Mm. Yeah, how many gigs of RAM does that eight gigabyte computer have? Or no, that the eight Wait. year old. This one has two gigs of RAM, mm. but wild. it doesn't have the video. It doesn't have the video card or processor to um, actually use it. Right. <laughs> At least effectively. <laughs> actually, the uh, my ten my ten year old. Uh, laptop, which is my most reliable computer, by the way. <laughs> it's that's the one I use to play Minecraft because it runs it well. Hmm. My eight-year-old laptop doesn't have a battery and hasn't seen the light of day for a while, but that one has <laughs> two gigabytes. Uh-huh. But yeah, but like I, I, said, I, I, I have dubbed this the Valve Cube Station 1440. Not the Gabe Cube. <laughs> the Gabe Cube. Gabe Cube. Uh, <laughs> Gabe Cube. One too. <laughs> That's awesome. Cater does not like that name. Doesn't like the name. (laughs) So close to Nintendo and all that. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, so... Definitely something to keep an eye on. No rumor on release dates, no rumor on anything. Obviously, rumor that it even exists or will ever exist, but I think it's the right path. I think it's smart to not have a disk drive, just ship a console that has a fat hard drive, and just let you play on your computer. Oh, I'm sorry, play on your TV. Yeah, you um, just... They did mention a controller, right? A game controller, and they have what a, a patent? Is a patent pending or is a patent done? On I think it? the patent's done. I think it's from like two thousand nine. I want to say. Okay. It's definitely a couple years so old. But so it's public information that they're doing something, and I was joking before the show that what they should do is make you know ship the controller with the console, but also have two USB slots on the on the controller so you can plug in your mouse and keyboard when you want to play games for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they seem to be pretty smart about not pissing their fan base off and making them very happy. So... <coughs> yeah, wait, what? Yep. Oh, well, well that that's different. They're, they're, taking, they're taking the opposite approach of, you know, the console makers are like, you know, exclusive control focused on just getting them into our platform and keeping them there. Valve loves the whole pay once, run everywhere mentality. You know, pay for it once, play it on your PC, your Mac, in this case, your console if you get one. <laughs> And same with PS3. Now PS3 has Valve too. I forgot about that. Has Steam. Oh yeah. So, awesome, awesome rumors. I look forward to buying a Valve box. Yes. The controller filed in 2009, published in 2011, uh, for different options of control. You have you know analog sticks, trackballs. Oh my God, trackballs. <laughs> and uh, different kinds <laughs> of pads. You finally, play Sega Sonic Arcade. Yeah. Hooray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only me and you got that, yay! <laughs> I don't know. I've played awesome. it. It's a, uh, it, 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 it's a hell of a game. Oh, Taco sure. also has a really nice write-up of whatever a Steam box mean uh, means to video games. Only Valve knows for sure. Uh, you know, different possible implications of what that could mean. You know, for content and all that stuff. I'd recommend yep. giving that a read. I mean, it's definitely a rumor with some substance to it. Oh, and the other good news about it is they specifically said, well, again, rumors, but. The rumor goes that it'll be open for development. You still have to go through Steam to get your stuff onto it, but anyone can code for it. Anyone can develop for it. Yeah, Tony. (laughs) I'm listening. Finally. Finally. Finally a platform that A, competes with the big big three, and B, lets people write stuff for it, rather than being all, you have to pay $10,000 just to look at it. (laughs) So, so Buzz, let's, let's put it in stone right here. You know, in a few years from now, do you think that we'll be playing Zero Two D on our Valve Box, Gabe Cube, whatever? Guarantee it. 
Guarantee it. Oh, man. There's a foul box. Oh, man. It would... Oh, it would change my life. <laughs> and we make so much money. Wow. Buzz's body yeah, exactly. is ready. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm actually going to take this opportunity to transition myself out. That, so. that is good. Well, thank you for getting your two cents in. We hope to have you for the full time next time. And hopefully next your time. family gets healthy. Mm-hmm. Awesome. See you all later. Bye, later, Buzz. Bye, Buzz. Okay, so maybe instead of three hours, we'll go for two and a half. How about so that? So should so should we go get Pio or something to? Nah, no, Pio <laughs> had a good run, but as as Buzz. Yeah, she might be editing Doba's essay or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, super. What are you playing? What am I playing? I am playing. I'm just going Blank. to go ahead. And... <laughs> Blank. No. <laughs> you lazy <laughs> bastard. <laughs> I'm stealing the hell out of Sword One of Sword, Sword Hunters games. The uh... Mass Effect Three demo. So much fun. And so glitchy. You have no idea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I can't... I think it's happened three times now where I've started the game and I can't move. You know what? This was... I tried it for the first time the other day. My very first experience. Not moving. Mm-hmm. Not moving. That... Said, nope! Not again. So... Actually, actually you... play it. Did you play a, if you played as one of the humans or anything except for a Krogan and a Turian, just do a roll and you'll be fine. Oh. Well, I was a human soldier and... Yeah, you could totally and, just roll to a cover and then as soon as you glue your back to some cover, you can move as normal. See, I was like in an open space though, so I was trying to storm and storming in place just looks stupid. Uh, it's it's fairly simple, yeah, but I, I actually died because I got frozen as a Krogan soldier, and I realized later, I'm like, I probably could have heavy meleeed across the field until I got to some cover. Mm. Yeah. Hoorah! Yeah, by the way, Krogan soldier, probably the most broken freaking melee. Broken. Mele. So broken. But I've, <laughs> I've been using him a lot, so. I love I don't Vanguard. Mind yet. Vanguard yeah. is so fun. Just Nova, and then barrier, and then, uh, charge things, and just rinse and repeat all day long mm-hmm. the the worst glitch i ran into when playing the demo was uh one time i got taken down by a phantom um you know the the special stab move that they do and i somehow phased through the floor and fell all the way to the bottom of the map <laughs> and uh fortunately my you know my team survived so at the end of the wave i you know got back up but i was still at the bottom of the level See, so I, I couldn't do anything. That, that is exactly what happened to me. However, my team didn't make it. Oh, so. <laughs> so that's I'm okay, like, but yeah. like I, I still can't help, guys. I'm sorry. I'm just stuck here. Just, just point up and shoot and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like when you fell through the floor playing Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I think it was Brotherhood, yeah. yeah. I somehow fell through the floor. I was, I was basically swimming underneath the city. I could see people. It's but Venice. if I would try to... No, it was, it was definitely Revelations because Rome didn't have water. Oh. Anyway, yeah. You were... Ever oh, jump out of the borders? Right, normal city in the Vatican. Ever jump out of the borders in Metroid Prime? Mm. Oh, there's a bunch of stuff in Metroid Prime that yeah. you can glitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But... Other than, I'll tell the ME3 demo because I want to let Sword Hunter have his time to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing some Sonic CD, got about as far as Tidal Tempest, 
before I, you know, started doing other things. However, I have been playing, and I invite any Spinja who wants to play, um, some more Castle Crashers as of recent. Because, for whatever reason, my save file completely deleted. Ooh, fun. So, I lost all of my characters, including my level 99 insane solo run, Ice Knight. So that was sad. Ouch. Yeah. I, I hate you, by the way, still. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, we, uh, me and some of the guys from Middle Ground did a Castle Crashers uh, extreme run because we we just wanted to give it a shot, and it was rape, and then he came in, like, level 99, and he was, like, machine gun arrows and stuff, and I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> machine gun arrows are so fun. But then, you, but then you brought in that glitch guy who just kind of walked in, magicked everything, and then walked away. <laughs> yeah, he was, like, level 356 or something. Mm-hmm. What else are you, what else you playing? Oh, that, that, that's about it. I've been. <laughs> what that? What I have no idea. <laughs> wasn't me. What? <laughs> Nothing. It's a bubbly thing. Yeah, it was some bubbles. <laughs> oh, but, uh, <laughs> I didn't hear it. That's because it came from you. Then it was you. <laughs> what was it? We don't know. You'll, you'll find that on the recording. Yeah, man, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, outside of that, I've just been playing some Super Smash Brothers, just trying to get better, stuff like that. Nice. I will be a, a Mario to be vaguely feared if you don't know the matchup. You <laughs> You're really setting yourself up high there. Didn't you win a a tournament recently? I I did win a tournament. Good for you! Congrats. I, I, I took I took my uh, took out my my main competition. I wasn't all that surprised when I did though. Mm. It was funny because my sparring partner took third, and I did not expect him to do as well as he did. So, that that's something nice to say about Western Michigan. East Michigan still kicks us in the face, but I'll talk about yeah. that. Yeah, that East Michigan. Good, good. Uh, Sword Hunter, what about you? Well, I guess I'll finish up Mass Effect Three demo a little bit. Um, you know, the, the single player was good. Um, uh, controls were were interesting. That took a little bit to get used to, especially the storming. Um, it was wobbly, but you know at least it was infinite. Um, uh, they did a couple interesting things with the um, the skill trees and all, so that was interesting to get used to. Uh, you start at the beginning, very beginning of the story. Uh, you play a little bit, and then they jump you to later in the story where there's basically no spoilers. So you get an opportunity to to fill out your your skill tree with all the experience that they gave you. So it's a little bit of a taste of you know the the capability of the game. Um, a little weird thing that some reason uh, infiltrators did not have a sniper rifle, so kind of defeated the purpose of that class, and you know a bunch of other things that um, people can nitpick about. But overall, single player was very good. Um, multiplayer is very fun, very fun. Um, I would uh, basically equate it to um, your general uh, a horde mode, or you know. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Uh, what? I'm sorry. What? Horde board. Thank you. Yep. Uh, your your wave fighting, um, but it also gets some um, uh, s- some tasks like uh, <laughs> the, the, the similarities. Invasion. The similarities between Gears of War and Mass Effect do not end at Horde mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has. You know, any, any kind of third person shooter does generally reflect um, Gears of War in one way or another. Um, yeah, but the ME three demo definitely showcases a lot of things that were very similar. The rolling, yeah, roll, rolling. <laughs> your your storming, which is a lot like a roadie run, 
And yeah. of course, when you get that oh so satisfying headshot. Yep. Watch Just the heads explode blood. like melons. Yep. So yeah, John DiMaggio in there anyway. Maybe uh, one day. Maybe hidden. <laughs> Probably. So, yeah, there are also um some task based missions in there, um, for specific waves. So it's kinda like also um invasion in uh, Halo Reach. So like I really liked the the structure of the multiplayer. You thought that with Mass Effect multiplayer it would be kinda iffy, but I liked how they handled it. So I have put I a wanna, chunk of time into that. I, I wanna see how that's actually going to mainly affect the store the single player because I hear that that's going to happen. Yeah. Galactic and, readiness. Yeah. Your galactic readiness. And I don't know, I'll probably spend so much time on the multiplayer that I'll have, you know, access to the best ending no matter what. Right. Now, is it true that the prog- the progress you make in the demo does not carry over? Correct. Uh-huh. That sucks for all of you that have put in hours and hours and hours. Uh, yeah, but... I, I, I'm okay with this, though, because my, my <laughs> I messed up my level 20 Vanguard. Um, I put a rank into something that I shouldn't have, so something else is weak uh, beyond compare. Well, unless they add some kind of uh, skill like in Mass Effect 2 in the actual single player, where you could basically reassign all of your skill points over again. That, that was, was a good addition in 2. I'm oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess continuing on what else I've been playing, um, I've been uh, ranked through the Assassin's Creed games from 2 on um, very quickly. It's a fantastic series. Um, you know, Brotherhood and Revelations are a bit short as expected. Um, I guess they're a bit longer than, I would say, you know, Half-Life 2 versus Episode 1 and Episode 2, so I wouldn't really call them episodic, um, despite being, you know, released one year apart. Um, they're like eight hours long, though. They're they're pretty short. And uh, say, just, like, eight, yeah. Well, no, if Brotherhood took me maybe, like, 12, 13, and I was trying to do a lot of it. And yeah, a couple long nights. It's, it's probably, like, 10 to 12. That ain't so, bad. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not bad, but ex- expected, so good series and you know uh positive things to say about that um i don't believe anyone on the podcast probably touched on uh gran turismo 5 which is something i've been playing a fair bit um i have been playing with the logitech driving force gt racing wheel so after doing that i can't see how anyone would want to play a realistic driving sim without a racing wheel like why would you want to play it with controllers just it's awkward so, well, I don't know, the one time that I tried, it crashed at E3 on the top of your test track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, did you, did you walk around the car with Connect? That's, that's uh, a Forza yeah, 4. That's Forza. Um, we're going to oh, get yeah, that eventually right. through Gamefly. God, good going, and, Tony. Man, it's, <laughs> it's a car game, I don't know. <laughs> They're all the we're, same. We're, why but, is Sonic in a car? <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it, it's good gameplay. Huge list of cars. Um, one thing that uh, I would have to gripe a little bit that you know they do claim you know it's over a thousand cars or something, but for specific types of cars they have like 25 versions of the same car, just over and over slight variations. Like that's that's kind of cheating, so it's a bit annoying like that. But uh, I was making progress slowly but surely. Um, you, you get you run into a few areas where uh like oh i don't have the right car to really progress so you're slowed up a little bit but once you get a really good car it flies like uh i pretty much have you know the the fastest road car in the world right now so it destroys everything it's not even fair ferrari made a new one you did not say that right at all 
the fastest Ferrari in the world. In the world. But it's not a Ferrari. But yeah, yeah, Ferrari, yep. made a, Ferrari made a new one that's like 2.35 for a 0 to 60. Now, when uh, you say road... pretty fast. Yeah. When you say road car, what do you... As opposed to what? As, as opposed to like a NASCAR car oh. or something. A car that you can legally drive on the road. You uh, I'm talking like... a Bugatti Veyron. They don't have, specifically have the Super Sport, but you can tune it. You know, basically increase its specs. So, you know, the one I have is over 1,200 horsepower. I've gone over 260 miles an hour on the road. So it's <laughs> okay. ridiculous. And awesome. there hours. it is. Yeah, we just lost most of our listeners because only yep. a handful of people only play these card game card games. Yep. <laughs> it's a card, card, it's a, card, card games. games on games Bugatti Veyrons. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I was trying to make that. a gag because I'm all Mass Effect in cars. I don't know what's going on. Play my yeah. So yeah, I had to touch on that a little bit because that's oh definitely playing. Cool, Tony. What about you? Oh, it's oh, it's my turn. Uh, I beat MGS. Uh, what was it? MGS three uh, HD? Yeah, nice. I'm, I'm, my brain's like. Still like groggy. Uh, too much allergy medicine. It was really, it was really good. It's very pretty. Like I'd say more so than two because there's a lot more outside environments and Groznygrad and that that fight with the boss. You know the area you're in. Yeah. Holy crap! Oh yeah, Jeez. it it's pretty great. And I do want to confirm because this was my biggest worry is the beating the boss silly pun achievement would show up at the <laughs> wrong time. Yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about, yeah. right at the very sad moment where you yeah. have to press a button, and uh, and <laughs> it didn't it didn't happen like that. <laughs> Good. Th- thankfully, um, there's a few L1s I didn't know about either. That was a trophy, and I had to like look oh. them up. And apparently, as Ocelot is leaving the torture room, the boss does his little hand signals at him, and I've never ever seen that. Hmm. I'm really bad at three, but it has so much more depth than any of the other ones, even four. I agree with that. It, it's crazy, and it's got the most gameplay. It's the longest. It's I respect it a lot, but like I'm really bad at it. I couldn't sneak up on anybody. Like I'd be like yeah. a step, I'd pull up my gun, and they don't hold up, and then I take another step, and they turn around instantly, and I'm like, oh okay. That's what I've said. Like I always play it on really easy, and I just trank everybody. I don't understand the sweet spot when it comes to sneaking up on people in the game. I don't. Mm-hmm. I can't octo camo. Oh, switching camo and survival viewer it all sucks. So much <laughs> crap. It's tedious in that game too, though. I've tried the 3DS demo, which mm-hmm. I hear is the final build, and I've heard a lot of people complaining about yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, frame rate is bad, especially wow. coming off HD version. Because, uh, honestly, the original 3 had frame rate issues. Mm-hmm. And you don't really... I didn't really pay any mind to it, but when I started HD and it was, like, flawless, it was yeah. beautiful. It, definitely try HD if you can. Oh, I have uh, HD. I'm looking yeah. forward to it yeah, when I get to play it. It's pretty great. I haven't started Peace Walker yet, and I probably won't for a long time, but it's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was worth it to go through 2 and 3 again. But, yeah, 3DS version, eh. Play the HD version if you can. I'm sure survival viewer and the map and stuff on the bottom screen will be nice, but yeah. The worst thing it has over the HD version though is you can crouch walk. <laughs> nice. And I want that so bad. <laughs> <laughs> crouch walking kicks ass. Uh, I played like a world in Rayman. Rayman will probably never get beat at this rate because I just kind of go back to it sometimes. But 
Mm-hmm. I'm starting to see the appeal of Steam, how you just have everything on the box and you don't have to get up. Okay. So it's probably really useful. I'm going to play this for 10 minutes and then... And uh, other than that, I've been playing uh, FF13 a lot. And I'm, I'm like at the halfway point where it opens up. Hey, you made it to the end of the hallway. Yeah, I made it to the end of the hallway and now it's like open world. And I'm just like, what the hell do I do? <laughs> and I got a chocobo and that's really Thanks. nice. Because... Yeah. It takes forever to walk until you get a chocobo. And then a giant cactar kicked my ass. There's a lot of stuff. I'll, I'll talk about that more in depth when I beat it. Mm-hmm. I'm still like halfway point. I'm grinding. I can actually grind now. It, it's a really weird. I, I like the battle system now. I like the story. I don't. I think it gets too much flack. Yeah. There are some things that they need to change though. Like, okay, if your main party member dies, your leader... Then this game over, <laughs> and that's I stupid. I about that last week. Or yeah, last I heard. Week. I heard that's uh, that's different now though in thirteen two, which yeah, I heard mm-hmm. they changed a lot of the bad things for thirteen two. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. What about you, Yoko? What about me? Uh, I oh played... wait, I had a segue oh, for this. I had a segue for this. Uh huh. I I went to this uh, arcade con, and I street passed with some guys, and I got a rhythm heaven fever, puzzle piece. What do you know about that, Yoko? Nice. Well, what do I know about Rhythm Heaven Fever? Oh, wait, we spent a couple nights on livestream going through it and playing through it, and I did eventually clear it. Um, I did pretty well at it. I think you definitely need some sort of rhythmic proficiency to do well. Um, I think so. (laughs) I mean, some people... I, I. I would be interested to see like those who don't have any rhythm try to play it, because no, well, I, I'm, we would laugh. I mean, I'd some laugh. Of, some of the later challenges, like you definitely need to be on the ball, and there is a slim margin for error. Um, but yeah, the Rhythm Heaven Fever, the wrestler one, is amazing. I think I have played it three times, and I've perfected each one. Strong set. I didn't think you had any rhythm. It, <laughs> yeah, it's like how they're, they're talking like they never have oh, not yeah, had rhythm. Tons of rhythm. Um, another amazing one is the one with Seal Club. Seal Club. They have like oh, little God. little little seals that go back and forth, and they do I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that's what that is because that is what was in my head when you said Seal World. Yeah, and they do do little rolls. Um. There's a lot of them. One of the more difficult ones is... Well, there are a couple of tricky ones. The one that sucks terribly, everyone's been complaining about, is the rapping. There's one where like there's this female MC behind you and you're like, two rappers. She's doing, That's like, what into, I hear. Into you. Faux show, faux show. And you're doing a bunch of those kind of things. And like the other rhythms are like pretty clear cut, but that one... You're guessing the whole time. Um, there's bum, one, bum, bum. yeah, bum, 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 bum. You're playing badminton on planes in the air. Um, another one, there's like a baseball pitcher, and she throws the pitch, and like it goes back behind somewhere, and you have to wait for the right moment to hit it, and you basically have to like keep time with your feet and time it up right. That one's pretty tricky. Um, seal, seal club clubbing seals. Huh? Seal, yeah, yeah, seal club. Two flipper rolls. One, two. Seal is the laziest name Pokemon ever, by the way. I'm just throwing that out there. It, it is. It is, yeah. It's, it's up there. 
Um, but yeah, like when once you get there, are like ten different tracks, and after seven, they do repeats. Like they take past mini games and kind of spruce them up a little bit. Uh, but once you get to you know remix ten, like they do four games and then a fifth one, which is a remix of the four previous. So like they kind of just like throw them all at you in a song, and you have to basically recall all of them. And the tenth one has pretty much every mini game in the song. Oh, it's it gets tricky, but I think it took me like only three. That sounds tries pretty cool though. Oh, I, absolutely! I'd recommend checking out our our live stream if you're interested. And plus, it's thirty dollars. It's thirty dollars new. That's always nice. Congratulations, Nintendo! You made a great pricing move. Um, Heavy Rain, another one Yay. checked off of my 2012 uh, gaming list of games to complete. Uh, I did beat Heavy Rain. Um, gosh. Did we say we were going to complete those games? Um, pretty sure we did. Shoot, I should not have chosen Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you get to a certain, well, can, you can you can complete like the main part of Skyrim, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually did play some Skyrim over the okay. weekend. Okay. Um, gotta beat him though. Yeah, yeah, you do. Well, uh, I only play I only play on my friend's account, so you know. Whatever. So Heavy Rain is one of those games that if you have a PS3, you should play it because mm-hmm. I would say that it is. You can't say too often for too many games that it's a really good experience. You may not like the gameplay of Heavy Rain, but you cannot deny that it is a good and unique experience. Um, yeah. It's essentially quick time events like crazy to uh, create. Jason! 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 Uh, I, ha- I have to ask could you get that guy's tie right? Because I, I, I did my first try. I got it perfectly right. Nice. I also played the piano perfectly and got the achievement for that. Oh, good. I don't. I don't think I got that one. Good for me. Um, achievement, <laughs> trophies. Oh yeah, it is trophy, isn't it? Well, when you when you start playing on Xbox for a couple of years before you get a PS3, you know. Um, but yeah, so it's quick time events to create a sense of interactive drama and man, oh man, the story is really what sucks you in. Um, did you I, get to that point where you couldn't stop? Yeah, I told you, dude. Yeah, you did tell me, and it was like a whole weekend. I'd like just I'm gonna try every rain out. And it was like all it was like my whole weekend. You want? I'm you trying warned to you about plots, man. You warned you about plots. I'm trying to remember. Like there was the longest point where I I played, and it was like the middle two thirds of the game. I no, me more than that. Maybe like the middle seventy five percent of the game. Like it was just a straight. Run. It was it was pretty nuts. Um, what was my ending? Because I'm trying to. It's definitely a game that can be spoiled. Part of the experience is you don't want to be spoiled. And the t- the bad guy is always the same. Just for, for right. you people who right. don't know. Right. That's probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. But and like we, so were, we were we were talking about like best endings. Um, it definitely deserves to be in the top ten. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. definitely. In the at, least, top 10. at least one of the endings. <laughs> um, yes, because there are apparently twenty-two different endings, and, and people I have a point to play that game. It really depends on you know who lives and who dies. Um, I had everyone. everyone live except for the two least important characters. 
Oh, what'd you do? Um, in the drowning car, I oh, pressed a button oh, okay. that I thought was going to save that person, and it didn't. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> leave the car. Also, she, she's not that important. I don't, that's not a really big deal. Also Honestly, like, if she does lives, it's sad anyway. Yeah. Also, with, with bleeding eyes, like, I, bleeding eyes and suddenly dead. I, it was... That thing baffling. is, that thing is hard. Like, you kind of need to walk through for that part, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I did figure it out, but I think it might, if it was time-based, it might have just taken me too long. Okay. And I, and I was, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Here's the thing with, uh, he's talking about a character named Jaden, and he snorts this weird stuff. But I never snorted it. I never, never injected it. Here's the thing, though, dude. Like I've been reading about this, and I cannot confirm one way or the other that some some people are saying the Siri is bad. Siri is what screws him up, and Siri is the tech he uses. Uh, Ari. Ari. Siri right. is for the Apple phone. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out what the hell he was talking about. Siri like, kills you. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm okay with that. But yeah. The Airy, he uses, like, sunglasses in his club, and it gives him, like, virtual power. It's weird. Which, by the way, I, I want to pull, like, an Ego Raptor quote. Like, what, what? I want that! I know! I want that in real life. <laughs> but, yeah, I cannot confirm one way or the other, because some people say that's what kills you. It wouldn't surprise me if that's what it is. And not I, the... I barely saw any of the game, and I called it. It's like, it, it was probably that. Because it makes sense. Yeah. But anyway, like my ending was was pretty happy. I mean, the main characters were really happy, and then I was talking to Doba about it, and apparently all of the characters lived in his, but everyone was just like blah depressing. And also there was a really weird plot thing in my ending that I again I don't want to spoil any of it, but play Heavy Rain. It is a great experience if you have a PS3 and it's Gosh, maybe down to like twenty six or so used at games. Yeah, it's, it's real cheap now. Definitely, I waited for the price to go down. Oh too, gosh, I, I, I can only imagine what it is with the move patch. Like, cause I did uh, the, I failed the first trial. Oh uh, really? The trials. Oh, that's the thing too with Heavy Rain. Like, it's not only just like experience with the story, but twisted shit, man. <laughs> yeah, like, for lack of a better word. I failed the first trial because like you're holding the control and they want you to like veer. Left and veer right, and like that didn't work as well as it should have. Nova just yelled the finger, so the finger. When you get to that, you'll know. <laughs> what the finger? What? Uh, My middle finger. Yeah. <laughs> also, I wanted to say because we talked a little about it in Yomikon, is that main character like not the most depressing? He's so depressing. He's so, and most of his endings definitely look them up on YouTube because they're all like screwed up. Mine again. Mine was really happy. No, but no like, if you like do that, yeah. But all the other ones are pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, but like things start out so well for him. It's like, okay, how is it gonna get? How is it gonna get bad? Jason, yeah, I, Jason. I, I call that too. It's like you know, like that guy's screwed. You know, yeah, something bad's gonna happen right in the beginning. Everything's too good. Really great music though. Um, yeah, play oh, yeah, heavy rain. Soundtrack. So two of five, check. Um, after Mass Effect 3, I'll be probably going for Bioshock next, and then Final Fantasy 6. Yay. Uh, let's get some quotable quotes really quickly. Well, I, again, I want to... <laughs> oh, well, uh, I only got one. 
Okay. Because uh, it's easy. <sighs> Shepard. Rex. <laughs> Shepard. Rex. I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> Doing some calibrations. Can I wait a minute? I'm in the middle of some calibrations. Still, Garrus? Still. Not now, Shepard. Maybe another time. <laughs> that was the worst. <laughs> um, mine is going to be Wubba Dubba Dubba, is that true? Huh. Wubba Dubba Dubba, is that true? Um, am I going to guess is that from Rhythm Heaven? That would be from yep. Rhythm Heaven. Whoa, you go, big guy. <laughs> um, Tony or Sorty? Uh, can we just pick any media? Sure. Be- because That's like probably what is most fair to this segment. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. because I I keep seeing those have a Cheeto break with Cheeto commercials and it's the most stupidest redundant thing and I love it. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> have a Cheeto break with Cheetos. I'll go to the classic. Nothing is true. Everything is permitted. Yes. <laughs> Well, that might have been mine from, like, a few weeks ago now that I I just read through them, so... (laughs) Man, if I knew we could choose from any medium... What would it be? be? No, I'm going to exploit that later. I'm I'm going to cook on this. He's going to wait until I send him a drunken text message and quote that. (laughs) That is right. It's going to be power! Or I could just play it from anything from my old soundboard. Could do no, that too. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> the drunken Emily! Tony Emily, God, <laughs> that Emily. one too. That one too. Emily. <laughs> um, headlines to... this week as we finally move into the meat and bones of the show. Uh, PlayStation Vita came out on February twenty second in the Americas. Um, apparently sold one point two million units uh, as that's, of the twenty eighth. That's in worldwide. the world. Mm-hmm. And then apparently so, uh, at this point, 3DS, we're coming up on a year almost. 15 million worldwide. Yeah, that, that price drop. What a, what a doomed handheld. Yeah, totally going to fail. Yeah. Winning. They, they screwed up, though, initially. <laughs> they did. We, we it, can't it do was, that. But yeah, it was geez, it's so the doomed. They, they fixed it, though. <laughs> I'm going to guess and say that nobody here has a PlayStation Vita on the show. Nobody has one. I have you a few friends who have one. Um, I think some of us want one, but we are scared off by the high price point, the ridiculous price of memory cards, and, and the, the ridiculous dic- price of games. Yeah. Wait, ridiculous price of games? First party games. Uncharted Golden Abyss should not be $50. Yeah, that's uh, pretty crazy. I yeah. hear... I heard, and this is really funny to me, that it's longer than any other Uncharted. That, that's that is really that's funny to me. Hmm. You think they'd put more with all the back touching in, though? That sounds suggestive. Yeah, that's yeah. Really the, the back touching. Mm, use those fingers. Oh yeah. Well, I was, I was going to mention the dick courses in Mod Nation Racers. But... <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Create the, the puddles. <laughs> so great. Some bushes. Mm-hmm. I, I I've I've touched it like I've played it in a GameStop. I have a few friends yeah. who tell me they like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thumbsticks, oh my god, are great. That's good. Big yeah. big big good job on that part. That was wow. That was everything great. you just said could be taken <laughs> as innuendo. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh like that entire line. I know. 
<laughs> Damn it. I'm like seeing the chat. Uh, but yeah, the, I've heard some people. Uh, they, what was that other? What's that little star Stardust H? Oh, Wipeout. I hear that's like really fun too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, my I'm so groggy right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, oh, yeah, I, hear, I hear it's yay. okay. What? Tony on medicine. Yay. Yeah. But uh, I've heard friends say that like it's just not something I really care to check out. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you the big thing that turned me off to it is uh, there's no HDMI out. You think they would have planned that? Yeah. Because like I have not played. I'm really with all this Final Fantasy stuff. I'm really wanting to go on a Kingdom Hearts run like horribly. Mm. And uh, I'm like I want to play Birth by Sleep, but I don't want to play it on a PSP. I want to play it on my television. And I don't want to play it. The only way to do that is play it really tiny and with a PSP, and no, just mm-hmm. just no. So. Um, yeah. See, here's what I think it needs to succeed, because you know, part of the question is like, can we think, you know, it can succeed? I think it can succeed. Um, obviously, you know, Japan is more of a market for handhelds because they're just more mobile with you know trains and all that good stuff. I think the one feature that the Vita can really do right, and I haven't seen, you know, I saw tests of it before it launched with horrible results, but that was probably because of servers and connections and all that. Um, the When you can play on your Vita, when you can play your PS3 over the internet on your Vita from a remote location, mm-hmm. like, I think that idea has a lot of potential. I mean, you know, transferring and... Shared games is one thing. If they come out with a way where all of you know the main, you know PS3 titles like have a Vita counterpart, so that you know it can just basically share the same exact game file, that would be an idea. And you like you bundle it together. There's potential there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know the the lag is going to be at least significant. But if they find a way to like to shore up that, that would be you know a really really nice idea. Um, that I don't see the touching going anywhere. I think that was kind of silly, you know. Maybe for like the ones that they have, like, oh, we create the hills when you touch the back of the system. That's kind of strange. I hear but, like all the games that use the back touchpad are it's all gimmicky crap. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really do it too good. Um, I hear but, too that this is worth mentioning that it multitasks really well. Like, you can go to game to menu to. But they had to take off. They had to take off the Facebook app because it was really glitchy. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. Um, And also another thing they need to sort out is, you know, you don't really hear too often about Sony and third-party content, but a lot of the games so far, you know, like you have Ultimate Marvel and you have Rayman Origins, like HD ports of console games that already exist, and Mm -hmm. I don't know if they really have any connection there, but. At this point, it seems almost as if Nintendo has more uh, third-party support on the 3DS than Sony does for Vita. Then again, it is brand new. Uh, we'll see how it uh, eventually fares out. Not going to call it dead yet, even though, man, after that first week in Japan, kind of had some rough sales there. To I, fair, I hope I they. Bar- to be fair, I barely remember the PlayStation Vita exists. Mm-hmm. Well, except for all the you know the Taco Bell commercials and. Yeah. You think I watch TV, yeah. don't you? Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> Netflix. Netflix all day long. Except for... Yeah, totally. Too all of the times. I have DVR and I just fast forward to that <laughs> crap, so... Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, up next is Pokemon Black 2 and White 2. We were all, you know, some of the sminges. Can we, we were... talk about that stream first? Yeah, I was just going to say, some of the sminges, we were in a chat and trying to find a stream. And someone had advertised a stream, and they were trying to get it set up. And, oh my god, that, that was the worst stream ever, if you I, were there. I saw that stream, and I immediately left. He had, like, black screens, and, like, he was, he was kind of crumbling like this, and then there's something, feedback noise, and he didn't have his shit together, man. Like, that was miserable. So then we found someone streaming on YouTube, and he that only was getting, like, one frame every two seconds. That one uh, was awful, too. I didn't know what was going on, but it looked weird. Dude, the Japanese commercials were by far the best part. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, like, for sure. Uh, just some of the interesting things there. But then, yeah, they were doing something with kids, and they had red and white hats, and they were trying to organize them in a you know shape that it would be the Pokeball, all that. And eventually, Masuda came on, Jinichi Masuda, the director uh, from Game Freak. Didn't someone else come out first, though? And it was yeah. just some other Japanese guy, and the guy on the stream was like, Oh, it's this, uh... <laughs> I think it was, like, the Japanese video game champion. And then they did, like, some battle of Ubers where, like, they were all dragons. Like, oh, it's, you know, two Rayquazas versus, you know, like a Dialga and a Giratina or something like that. <laughs> so To someone in the chat who said, I'm glad I missed it, Decaf, yeah. I'm so glad I saw it, because I will not forget that. It, it <laughs> was one of those things that resonates with you. It was an experience. Uh, and yes. then, yeah, he, and Masada came out, made the announcement of Black 2 and White 2, when we were all expecting either Grey or the Ruby and Sapphire remakes. So to have two games as the director's cut of the third generation could provide for some interesting things. I mean, you have Black Kyurem and White Kyurem, uh, Kyurem being the Ice Dragon legendary from Black and White uh, that kind of acted as the third big legendary there. But apparently he can fuse with uh, Reshiram and Zekrom. DNA Digivolved too. <laughs> yes, it's... Wargreymon! That wasn't a DNA Digivolved. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Come on. Shakuomon. I don't remember Digivolved there oh, was go. it by Ilgermon? Yeah, it was. Sylphimon? Yeah, Sylphimon. Yeah. Oh, God, I think, that I one. think those, <laughs> were the, those were the main three. Wow. Showing my nerd side. Um. Anyway, yeah. this is coming in June to Japan and sometime in the autumn to the West. Wow, that's which is, pretty, you know, pretty soon. It is that's a pretty surprising turnaround. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what else about the game? People are speculating maybe there's some Ruby and Sapphire tie-ins because the... Black 2 has a blue kind of sparkly logo, and the white 2 has a red sparkly what? logo. I'm going to take a step here and go, does it have to be a Ruby and Sapphire make a remake? I mean, no. We, we're, we're only guessing it because that's what's been going on, but is there reason to at this point? Yeah. I thought I thought the remakes were basically just giving us more to, well, back, back access to Pokemon we can no longer get. Mm-hmm. Which is um, cool. Yeah, I mean, we can go from Fire Red, import into Platinum, and then trade over to Black and White. There's legitimately no reason to go to three gen, third gen remakes. Anyway, I mean, that, that theory I think is kind of a bit of a stretch. Um, 
They're also, you know, doing, I think, Keldeo and Moletta are two new legendary Pokemons. They each have different uh, kinds of forms. Now, it is interesting to consider that it might actually be a direct sequel. I mean, the end of Black did kind of leave some things hanging. So you could have a kind of sequel-like story, kind of uh, how Red and Blue and then Gold and Silver, where there could be some tie-ins to the previous game. Uh, that would be interesting. Uh, I think it's silly how some people got mad that it wasn't, like, gray. Like, it's actually new content yeah, and not just, just kind of a that. remake. I think it, maybe a little bit. I think it was definitely not expected. Um, and this I, I think we still have to see more, though. So those are going to be on the DS, not 3DS? Correct, yeah. It's going to be DS primarily, but those who play on DSi and 3DS will have extra features. Just depends on what those features are. Probably something to do with their cameras or something. Yeah, yeah, probably. I still need to go back and, well, not really even go back. I just need to go and play black and white. You do. Sorty has to beat it. Yep. Dragon to... before the Elite Four. <laughs> It's I have to buy a DS. <laughs> so we came across a Kotaku article on the theme of Pokemon where they have like their speak up feature. And someone came up with 10 ways to make the next Pokemon games the very best like no one ever was. Yeah, I love that headline. Saw these and I figured we could agree and or disagree with a lot of these. so I see the first one already, and I'm like, I agree. We're going to oh, run yeah. through these very, very quickly, but figured it was at least worth a mention for posterity's sake, see if any of them come true in the future. Number one, let us customize out characters? That would be our characters. Let us customize our characters at least to an extent. I'm fine with you guys sticking sprites instead of 3D models, but give us at least some degree of customization, different hats, hairstyles, clothes, skin color, eye color, and maybe even a few facial hair options. Nothing burly, just something that a 17-year-old or younger might grow. Just make sure we can alter the appearance later and include a nice default option for those who prefer the old experience. But I want a burly beard. You can be like a hiker. Yeah. Just gonna hang around the mountains and only have Geodudes and Onyx. <laughs> Dude, I yeah. totally would if I had if that if I had that facial hair. That that's a really good idea. Just yeah. And how hard would it be to really code in like, oh, add a few pixels here for, you know, a mustache? Or different colored hair. Okay, just change that hex code. I would totally I mean, go like, around with a snidely whiplash. It shouldn't be that hard. So come on. It'd be a lot. It'd be it a lot. It'd be a lot like cooler for like when you're battling like your friends yeah. too. Yeah. Sprites yeah, would be different. Yeah. You're oh, always we have saying yourself. Four trainers. <laughs> if Mass Effect can make it happen. <laughs> oh yeah. Terrible that's logic, that's but <laughs> horrible logic. <laughs> that's really yeah. Um, number two, remove that godforsaken Eevee and IV systems. Eeveeing was a horrendous system to begin with, but when coupled with IVs, they just completely ruined the game for the casual player. In the late 90s, that was the beauty of Pokemon. Anybody could feel competitive if they played smart. If they played... Okay. Now, if you just do some ridiculous grinds, cheat, or don't even bother, it feels less like a game and more like work, something I just can't support. If you're playing it casually, and you're just playing the game, then you won't notice those things. Yep. Well, the only thing I can mildly agree with is the IVs, because that's a very strange system and fairly archaic in the ways you have to find out how they work. If you could, if you could influence them better than you can right now, yeah, that'd then, be nice. I that's think the only, uh, but EVs, <laughs> no, keep EVs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, make Com EVs more interesting. 
You guys playing competitive brawl ruined my item parties <laughs> somehow. Yeah, I, I don't oh. agree with this. I actually oh, really, really like the system. I just don't like that you can cheat and fake it so easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it takes... You know, he says, like, oh, I don't like work. Well, it takes work to be successful at something that, you know, if you're going to be competitive at something. It does take work. It takes practice. Or you could just have an AR and completely make it up on the spot. Yeah. I mean, part of, you know, the the glory of it back in the day... Yeah, it existed back in the day, too. So the glory is just your ignorance. So... Ignorant. <laughs> Ignorant. Uh, number three, quit adding new Pokemon. Seriously, just stop it for right now. What? Focus on either giving each Pokemon a fully 3D model or just adding a lot more frames of animation for each one. If you can handle all that for 450-ish Pokemon, yeah. great. If not, do it for just the first 151. I'm sure a lot of players would give an anniversary edition a shot. There is so much in this that I agree with but vehemently disagree with. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... The anniversary edition thing was actually kind of a... That's kind of a nice idea. Sure, yes. But get, I like the <laughs> I like the fully 3D model, too. That would be really cool to see. Or the lot more frames of animation. Either one's fine with for me. I mean, I'm sure you've played Blaze Blue or Blaz Blue, whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, Blaze Blue. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing-looking sprite-based game. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you do sprites Also, well, Persona, 4, Persona 4 Ultimate Mayanaka Arena coming this summer. Had to throw it out there because I don't think we were ever going to mention it. I just had to get it out there. Okay. Nick texted me. Nick texted me and says it takes work to be a Pokemon master. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Gotta take the ultimate step. Find the courage to be bold. Yes. But I think adding new Pokemon is a fantastic idea, especially when we came to Unova, because that's a completely different geographical area. Mm-hmm. Do different Pokemon would grow there. Yeah. So as long as we don't, we if we can keep away from the same continent. Mm-hmm. You know, then add new Pokemon. If we go back to the old old continents and keep finding new Pokemon, you know, by the hundreds, then I can see where his point is. He lost the argument at if not just do the first one hundred fifty one. Yeah, he lost it entirely lost. there because that's he just, just showed his nostalgia yeah. goggles. Yeah, yeah, yeah nostalgia goggles. Yep. Yeah, good one. You can be wrong, but you can still make good points. Number four, remove breeding. I'm sure this would be a controversial change, but it really Next. has a negative impact on the trading community. Legendary Pokemon have, o- have become the only ones of any significant value, and being able to just breed Pokemon, A, just seems really weird anyways, and B, robs you of the thrill of the hunt. Next. <laughs> I want to say about the 3D model thing real quick, though, that you can play those like uh, Coliseum games and stuff and just do that. But they suck. <laughs> Even how was the Wii one? I've like never talked to you guys about the Wii. Battle one. Revolution is that was good. Is not it's dumb good. and it's, it's stupid. stupid and it's dumb. And it's stupid. Stupid. <laughs> Do they even have like the Pokemon? Uh, what was the ones on the sixty-four? Uh, stadium. Yeah, do they have like the stadium mini games with like Lickitung and stuff? I don't think they had the mini games. And it is bad. That's yeah. Um, here's the thing. Where he says, legendary Pokemon have become the only ones of any significant value. <laughs> you you watched the uh, the trading system in the first few weeks of the game, and I will disagree wholeheartedly. Everyone the starter Pokemon have far more value. People are trading yep. the, the shit Pokemon of the area, pardon my language, you know, the Bidoofs and the equivalents. Um, <laughs> they're, they're just trading them just to change it there. It's not the legendary Pokemon. 
Mm-hmm. So, so Every, everyone can get the legendary Pokemon. Yeah. And what about shinies? The shinies are the, the most valuable. So there you go. Breeding it makes only certain Pokemon possible anyway, like Munchlax and all those babies. So, but then again, if he wants to go back to the original 151, uh, number five, after beating the game, let us make our own custom gyms. Let us have X amount of gym trainers for our gym, let us, allowing us to equip with any Pokemon we possess and give us a variety of themes and let us lay down different types of blocks. It may sound like a strange feature to request, but I guarantee it would take off. At least let us customize our house or perhaps import it from Animal Crossing somehow. <laughs> Animal Crossing? Really, dude? That's a really strange idea as coming from Animal Crossing. Everything else actually sounds fairly interesting. It's interesting if you have an MMO set up and it's only a specific number of gyms, but have that's a, every... That's a smaller piece to a bigger puzzle there, yeah. 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 Have everyone I, do it? Oh. I don't know. It's like, let us make our own custom gyms. Having a layout for a gym and then setting it up as a kind of like against your friends kind of thing. Yeah. Making like, the most annoying layout ever to get to the gym later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I would have to think gameplay wise like how would they set that up how would that work yeah, like are bad. they really wanting to take cues from like Animal Crossing and Minecraft for Pokemon it it's would like, need a oh. large online aspect to it something I Absolutely. don't think Nintendo's ready for right now mm-hmm. so, it's an interesting idea but I don't like what that would imply mm-hmm. number six keep the story to a minimum Mewtwo was really cool because he broke out of a lab and was like a secret character some of the later games though well just feel well stupid Arceus is a Pokemon that apparently created the universe other Pokemon can control time and space and even save the planet when the sun goes out just keep it simple and a little more believable Pokemon Strong Suit was always in that as a kid you felt like you could really go out into the woods and maybe see a Pokemon the more extraordinary you get the less magic it has you're talking about wanting Pokemon to be a little more believable Really? (laughs) And then, you know, Black and White gets so much praise for having a good story. And then (laughs) he's wanting the story to be taken out. I I disagree with that. More less is good, yeah. Depends on the story, really. I mean, I can see where he's coming from as far as the third-gen aspect comes from. Mm -hmm. Let's drown the land for all the water Pokemon. Or bake it in the sun, the drought. That's, that's, That's stupid, but... There's other things that have been doing really well, and like you guys said, black and white. But however, this list, and I don't think this person has ever even seen black and white. Probably not. Because he also he mentioned earlier the 450-ish Pokemon, and there's, what, 550 now or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, there's, what, like 649, I think it is? I have no idea. No, that's not right. That, yeah, that, that's right. Yeah. Right around I, there. On the money. Again. again they should, yeah. Hmm. Anyway. But, they should stop after a thousand. <laughs> yeah, come on, this is just getting ridiculous. <laughs> Number seven, rather than any Pokemon being trapped in the Pokeball you threw at it, which I'll admit does make sense, why not give us the option to use a single custom Pokemon? I think they mean Pokeball. I think they mean, yeah. I they mean. hope so. <laughs> give us a variety of stickers and such to customize it. They already do with seals. Or just use the appearance, just use the appearance of ones that we really like, such as the surprisingly memorable Master Ball. Yeah, let's get infinite master balls. That'll uh, that'll be fun. Kentang, Kentang just always already the seal system. I yeah. think this is a moot point in general. Yeah. It would. I have thought about like you know changing the Pokeball, like because I catch so many with you know fast balls. Like, like what yeah, if, me what if too. I don't? What if I don't I like agree. the fast ball? You know, so, I agree. Oh, no, I'm sorry, it's the quick ball. 
But that's like that's going to change the whole gameplay scope, though. Too, that's kind of silly. Yeah. So I'd, I'd like to see. Nice I'd things. like to see the enemies throw more different colored. Yeah, Pokemon. that's true too. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. They all have Pokeballs, don't they? Yeah. Number eight. Add some kind of co-op element. Even if you're not able to travel, uh, traverse the entire world together, I'm sure there could be some cool ideas. Perhaps a dungeon that only allows you to preset Pokemon and requires both of you to work as a team. You can split up to solve puzzles, but the moment one of you enters a combat, you are both thrust in the same battle. Um, Mm -hmm. Whether it's for a special badge, super rare Pokemon, or even just for fun, I'm sure it would be a blast. I can see this happening. Yeah, for the 3DS. Basically... Street pass. Uh, yeah, street pass or something local. Basically on the same local network. And yeah, sure, you can make something work. Um, but, but a dungeon where you're thrust into battle? Uh, Zubats? Anyone? Double Zubats. Twice is annoying. Yep. God. All the way across the sky. Confused by Rod all those fun things. Yeah. Number nine, give us a true reward for hitting those caught em all benchmarks. For example, if you catch all 150 Pokemon from the first game, only then should we be able to catch our own Mew. Continue doing events if you must, but only allow us to catch our own truly rare Pokemon. Don't just hand them to us at some arbitrary time or location. Hmm. Well, okay, honestly, I'm not entirely sure if this person's even played Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the more he talks, the less I think he's played game- these games. Because hasn't the events basically been kind of muddled, muddled out, mostly? I um, mean, outside of giving your uh, Snivy a top hat and cane. Um, no, I think the events he's talking about are, you know, the ones like at Toys R Us or GameStop when you, you know, oh. download a Pokemon or whatever. And they've really scaled back a lot of the uh, legendaries for that, mostly leaving them to just, you know, Wi-Fi events. I know that when I worked at Toys R Us, we did a lot of ones that were just really random ones. Like, they did a black and white one where, like, oh, in the anime, Ash is having a Pokemon hatch from the egg, so you get an egg, too. And it can either be uh, Axew, uh, P-Dove, or um, Pan-Sage. You're saying words. No, no. (laughs) Words that this guy doesn't even know because he hasn't played black and white. Last one, number ten. Don't tell us who we are. The more backstory you add to your character, the more bogged down it feels. Just say we're students at some kind of some kind who were relocated to aid our game's professor with some research. Let us develop our arrival naturally, like in the Silver Gold game. Similarly, when purchasing a red or blue version, why not tie the Pokemon that appear to who your starter... That's terrible. Why not tie the Pokemon that appears to who your starter Pokemon is? Uh, yeah, that's awful. That is awful. But aside from that, I agree. Um, yeah, it it makes it it increases the immersion basically. Yeah. That the less you know about the character that's in game, the more you can place your own, mm. you know, personality over that character. So yeah, although I did I like it. I did like third gen where you actually had a father, and you actually got to fight him. Yeah, yeah. Cool. that that was that was kind of nice. Uh, Yoko, what thing... are you drinking? It's Coors Light. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like Red Bull. No, <laughs> uh, as it does have it does have the thin Else can, goes. Uh, I think the rival system in actually Pokemon Yellow was the best, where you actually had some control over how your rival um, developed as far yeah. as Pokemon went. Mm-hmm. Although I always cheated and I always made him get a Vaporeon because I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was from Damon, D-A-E-M-O-N, underscore Gildas. Damon Gildas. Damon Wilson. Um, 
Damon Wilson. Uh, that's from the Speak Up on Kotaku. Figured, you know, at least mention it and maybe disparage it a little bit. A lot. And yeah, by a little bit, we mean a lot. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3. Had some interesting leaks, uh, like someone who worked at a Best Buy and took a picture of a stand, and then Game Informer started leaking their online thing. Tomorrow, tomorrow in the morning, I think it's going to be at like 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, they are going to be, and by they I mean Ubisoft, officially announcing it. Uh, likely, I would say, with a trailer. Mm-hmm. So Most likely. Hype, hype, hype. And so there have been a lot of developments. Uh, we, People are going crazy. It, it's exciting. It is. It's so exciting, especially when, you know... I was, I was saying, you know, a few episodes ago, like, now that I'm even playing Assassin's Creed, like, I'm excited for E3. Because last time with Revelations, I was just like, okay, Assassin's Creed, Revelations, eh, it looks you know, kind of cool. But now I'm like, yeah, AC, baby, what? Um, anyway, you have the protagonist, and let me look at over at xbox360achievements.org, who published a story about uh, Assassin's Creed 3 story and gameplay details spilling out of the web from uh, Game Informer, the protagonist called Connor or yeah. <clears throat> Radun Haga God damn it <laughs> <laughs> Radun Hagedu Radun Hagedu because he is an English father and Native American mother so mother he is a father and a mother I, 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 yeah well, has half English half Native American yes um, you will experience Connor's childhood on the American frontier as he is raised by the Mohawk, who eventually clashed with the white col- uh, colonists who burned their village down, causing Connor to dedicate his life to confront tyranny and injustice as an assassin. Uh, climbing trees, mountain cliffs, uh, new version of the Anvil engine. They're saying it's like a jump from like one to two. Uh, basically saying like, you know, a hundred people in engine to like a thousand people at a time, which is insane. Uh, combat focused more on the offensive and speed. Uh, new, unique animations for combat. Uh, it's Revolutionary War. It's in America. In America! America. And uh, you'll be doing Boston and New York, which actually makes sense with the actual main story. Yep. Um, you can... in the chat said that that's a period of time that goes relatively untouched. So it that really, is probably it really is. Yeah. Basically, also read that a rumor from somebody said an early like Game Informer article mm-hmm. says that the map is fifty percent bigger than Brotherhoods and spans thirty years. The game, yep, which yep. is very interesting as well. Mm-hmm. There's, I think they're trying to say that they're trying to hit more on events as opposed events in time as opposed to you know different locations, which is it's a different take for Assassin's Creed, but you know it's definitely a welcome one, um, especially if they're having it you know span. Different years, and Darkrai says that you're misquoting. I don't exactly know how, but <laughs> when he corrects me, that's cool. Right. Uh, they say they want it, they want it to feel more like Assassin's Creed three and a half, but they're making such a big jump in technology and 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 everything else that it's not just going to feel like three. It's going to feel like three and a half. It's just so. going to feel like a whole new game, and it's very very exciting. Um, there are going to be multiple locations, but there will be a main big one you keep going back to that is 
times the size of Roman Brotherhood. That's what he said. Rome was pretty big. Damn. It was. Not as big as Constantinier. Or no, which was bigger? Uh, Constantinople. I'm not sure. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. They, they were they were pretty close, I think. Eh, whatever. Uh, there's a lot of details if you want to read this article. Um, yeah, Rome was. Ah, here very, we are. Very, Connor very does have a hidden blade. Well, thank God. Yep. I agree. That that just picture him in front of like the like tattered American flags. Freaking cool. It is like he's I got don't... the gun slash musket, the hatchet that has the assassin's logo. Mm-hmm. Um, the one part I liked was the um, the bullet point here. Uh, the tomahawk and knife are a constant presence in battle. They also let you do double counters and multiple takedowns, which you can chain kill. Oh, thank God. Oh, so <laughs> good. <laughs> Basically, he, he looks like a badass. Revolutionary War. Thank goodness. Um, I had a weird thought. Do you think there will be slaves in this game? Hmm. Anywhere? <laughs> Do you think they'd go there? Because that, that was going on. They could. Yeah. They could. I mean, they do definitely try to put their own different spin on alternative history. Mm. It's possible. Just a thought. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Uh, so, you know, we'll be definitely having more information on that as they, you know, make things official, give us some video, because there there's definitely some screenshots floating out there, a lot of details... Uh, read up if you're interested. It's definitely an exciting time to be an Assassin's Creed fan, and Tony soon will be. I'm soon. going uh, after 13. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. gonna start on those. Even though 13 2 would be, you know, logical. I'll just. I need an RPG break for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think but you do. Should you guys we recommend them pretty quick too? Yeah, they're. You get you get. Grab like you get into it so much that you want to go and continue to play it. Uh, my question is though. Should we recommend to Tony, like we did as well, to just start with Assassin's Creed 2, basically just skip one? Watch one on YouTube. It Honestly, it takes like not even three hours to watch if you find the right, you know. Because a lot of it is so repetitive, like you're going on horseback back and forth and the format is really repetitive. Just, you know, watch the cutscenes on YouTube, get a, a gist of the story. I'll, I want to try it, though. I want to, like, I want to get that, like, awesome jump into, I want to get that feeling. But You can, like, but I don't want, you know, to you to do what we did. Because when we played one for the first time, we couldn't get into it at all. And then it, that was, like, a year, two years ago. It's sad. And, like, we, and it just, like, didn't touch it. And then we played two, and it's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Here's what I'll do. I'll try it because it's pretty cheap anyway. It is. I mean, I wouldn't want to have the other ones on my shelf and not have one. Yeah. To so I'll try it, and if I get like bored, I'll just watch it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just worried that it it will spoil your experience of the franchise. Just that two is amazingly better. Yeah, I want to go back and try one just. For well, now that you yeah, it goes with comparison, but it, yeah, not to start with. Hmm. That's crazy. That that's. That's weird. Well, it, it, is was, weird it was but... such a new idea at the time, and so, of course, it was going to have its flaws, and then they spent, you know, two years to make the second one and just improve on its formula. Hmm. Anyway. I should try that game sometime. Yeah. And like I think, like we've said before, like, if you enjoy Metal Gear, you will really enjoy... It's open world, too, and I really like oh, Infamous yeah. a lot, and it's mm-hmm. probably jumping around and all that stuff. Yeah. 
horrible game to watch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just, just all like the ultimate <laughs> history and the conspiracy and all that. It's and plus you get to kill people in awesome ways, and you can't really do that in Metal Gear. Nope. No, we can sometimes, but yeah, I basically yeah. never well, use I... the sword in Assassin's Creed. Like you have other weapons, but I, I just use the hidden blades all the time because their kills were so awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they're they're quick attacks, and you don't really need the power of a sword or anything larger ever. So it's like no, just stick with the hidden blades. It's all you really need. Mm-hmm. Other I... than the crossbow. Anyway. Hilarity of the week. We are going to have one before where it was like Nintendo and the devil. <laughs> They're doing like this game in Japan where it's like rhythm, or not rhythm, heaven, uh, brain age, but with a devil. And like the devil over there is like, you know, Oni, kind of like a play on there, you know. It isn't like seriously like, oh, Satan, brr, but it's like a little, you know, devil kind of character. But then if they bring it over to America, it's like, oh, is Nintendo about to piss off the Bible Belt? You know, Nintendo and Satan and the devil. But instead, we found an interesting article, you know, talking about Mass Effect 3. And we'll be talking about Mass Effect 3 more soon. They launched Space Copies about a week ago. where they, Space Copies. They took, they took a game of Mass Effect 3, put it to a probe, launched it up into a, a weather balloon. And then had it come... They launched it from different locations. You know, San Francisco was one. Um, they had some over in Europe. And they launched it up, put it up into space, had a GPS device attached to it so people could track where exactly it was when it came back and landed down. Um, I don't know if it was this one exactly, but one of them like landed up in a tree that was 150 feet up in the air. And it was Neat. pretty amusing. Like People were trying to you know, <laughs> get it, but they didn't want to you know, break the disc and all that. But this one, uh, people got a copy of the game, and they decided, well, it must be a good idea if we raffle the game off, have people pitch in $5 for a ticket, and raffle the game off, but oh, we'll have 30% go to Child's Play. Only 30. Is there anything... Wrong with that, guys. Is there any you know, logical errors? You know, you mean, yeah, wait for other than it being a felony. Yeah. 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 Little little problem with that. Um, to, that tell them where the other money. Tell them where the other money was going. In their pockets. Yeah, the pockets. So they could make their own game company. Is yes. what they said. But still, in their nope. pockets, for their own yeah, personal pockets. gain. Um, and I was talking to Yoko about this. Why didn't they just auction it on eBay? They probably would have got a lot of money for it. They would have gotten a lot of money, and it would have been legal, legal. to to yeah. sell it through because eBay. It has its, its own binding contracts. It's their own property, but yep. a raffle like that definitely illegal. You're also ratcheting up the the price that you'll get for it. To be honest, oh yeah, you have everyone you know who is remotely interested pitching five dollars. That is a lot of money. And then only to have that fraction go to Child's Play when normally a lot of donations like that would be in full to Child's Play. There's a quote down below um, from Child's Play saying that as a policy, we only promote fundraisers fundraisers that benefit Child's Play 100%. That's as a policy. So, yeah, they didn't do their homework. And uh, they eventually did, you know, 
pull everything back and we're canceling the entire thing. I don't want to get into any hot water. So as long as they do that, I hope they're okay. I mean, they're stupid, but they're <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're well-meaning stupidity. Yeah, they they did say like we meant well, but we didn't do our homework. Oops. We didn't do our due diligence. So pretty sorry. much, oops. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. The top promoter comment on Kotaku says. So, EA didn't account for this? Nobody in marketing thought that something like this would be possible? Humans are pretty simple to figure out when it comes to money matters, so how did this campaign not come with a huge disclaimer on the Facebook page? It was a Facebook page, right? And on the boxes that were out there. Something like, please don't sell this copy or raffle it or otherwise serious legal consequences could apply would have sufficed. We can put a lot on EA, because EA does really shady things. You can't put this on EA. No. No. This is entirely on stupid people. They could sell it, just not raffle it. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, anyway. That's, that, that, was, that was a fail. Pretty big fail. Uh, out recently, over the past couple weeks, SSX. I forgot to talk about last, last time. I wanted to give Charmy some props. Charmy Dwing, who runs the SSX Ubercast. Did a you know, podcast, kind of like we do with Brawl, but know all about ssx and he got a creative director from ssx todd batty on the show and he had holy crap he had interviewed him before and like you know to take fan questions and all that but i caught like the first 45 minutes of his second interview which was you know just as you know the game has gone gold you know last minute questions from fans and all that he did a really good job and i wanted to give him some props on the air so props to charmy and ssx ubercast the game is apparently quite good uh, it's, you know, getting, you know, high eights, low nines across the board. And it's apparently just a lot of fun if, you know, that is that is your game. And yeah, I feel like snowboarding. Yeah, if that's it, I, I'm making sure to say SSX and not SSX. Sex? SSX. Um, also, Devil Survivor 2 is out for Shin Megami, Shin Megami Tensei. Uh, Syndicate. Buzz could rage at Syndicate, which is, which is just, yeah. Meh. Uh, Asura's Wrath, which is apparently crazy action, but not the best quality-wise. I, well, I hear it's got a lot of cutscenes, which surprises the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. But gameplay-wise, I've really heard this, and if you know the game, then it's kind of surprising. I've heard that it's shorter than MGS4 gameplay-wise, which is yeah. pretty crazy. It is pretty, pretty short. Uh, also, MGS 3D. Those those Which frame we rates. About a little bit. Yeah, I, I was really excited when they first announced that game, and then mm-hmm. then HD happened, and it's like we'll probably just do that instead. I've also heard this too. This might turn more of you away from it, and I kind of I don't want to like make anything Kojima does fail, but eh, mm-hmm. is that the codec? All the extra codec, I think, is just uh, text. It's not audio. Yeah. Honestly, makes sense though. When I can't believe they fit that game on a DS card. That's, that's true. At all. Yeah, that's true. It's that's a lot of content for what is it like? Probably a four gigabyte card or something like that. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Not sure. Hmm. Anyway, we move on to our soapbox. Soapbox. Oh yeah, this. <laughs> we got buzzes out of the way pretty early. Um, mine I wanted to talk about an issue that came up, and gosh, there's so much to this, so I have to try to 
really, really condense this. The fighting game community has come oh. under fire recently. And we're talking specifically about where it started uh, during a reality show called Cross Assault that Capcom presented where they had different fighting game people go on the show and they do this tournament of, you know, Team Street Fighter and Team Tekken. And it's a way to, you know, build up the anticipation for Street Fighter Cross Tekken. They do, you know, tournaments and that kind of thing. This picture is great. Ryu's about to destroy that guy. Yeah, it's uh, Kazuya, I think it is. Well, he's all electrified or something. Tekken. Um, yeah, let me get to the actual write-up. Because th- this is, it's it's a multi-tiered stage of events that kind of just got really messed up. Here we go. Uh, the giant bomb article is really what you know blew this up here. So on one of the episodes, I think it was like episode five or whatever of this reality show that they were doing, they had the individual whose name was da, 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 Eris Bactanians who put down, let's find the proper quote. He was talking to the director uh, of you know, Twitch, TV, Twitch TV, who was supporting the live stream, their community manager, and they were talking about, you know, how can Street Fighter or fighting games like this, you know, kind of grow in the future and become more, become more into the public space and, you know, kind of get more public attention, except, you know, this guy, uh, Jordan Ray, he was coming more from the MLG StarCraft kind of community, and he notes pretty aptly that there is a lot of sexual harassment when it comes to fighting games. It's definitely a guy's club who uses they use like a lot of different language. I mean, you have, you know, pardon the language, you know, words like bitch and, you know, like, oh, you know, get raped and all this kind of stuff. And it's really targeted language that, I get when you're in that community, they, it's kind of part of the culture, and unfortunately so. It is something that has to be changed, but here is what this guy said, Eris. He said, oh, you know, he was asked the question, can I get my Street Fighter without sexual harassment? Mm-hmm. He said, you can't. You can't because they are one <laughs> and the same thing. This is a community that's, you know, 15 or 20 years old. And the sexual harassment is a part of the culture. And you, if you remove that from the fighting game community, it's not the fighting game community. It's StarCraft. There's nothing wrong with StarCraft if you enjoy it. And there's nothing, anything wrong about esports. But why would you want just one flavor of ice cream, you know? There's esports for people who like esports. And there's fighting games for people who like spicy food and like to have fun. There's no reason to turn them into the same thing, you know? What a level 10 jackass. Yep. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get any better as he, can, as he goes on. No, it is it is a cavalcade of absurd quotes. Um, so Jordan says, you know, when I go to MSL or ML, ML, MLG and someone blows up a ghost in StarCraft, does someone go, yeah, rape that bitch? And there's, you know, group laughter. Eris says, but you know, Jared, you're right. But if there was that much money being spent on Street Fighter, it wouldn't be happening there either, you know? There would be more rules, and there would be security there. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. 
Jordan or Jared or whatever his name. God damn it, I'm failing at this. It, is, it isn't worth it. <laughs> he isn't worth it. He's like, when I go to SoCal Regionals and I see a Phoenix from Marvel's Capcom 3 on the main stage getting blown up, and there's some dude in the audience just yelling, bitch, bitch, every time she gets hit, and then she gets killed and says, yeah, read that bitch. That's totally acceptable. Really? What? Really? You're going to tell me that's acceptable? He says, look, man, what what is unacceptable about that? There's nothing unacceptable about that. These are people. We're in America, man. This isn't North Korea. We can say what we want. People get emotional. America. America. Uh, there is there is so much wrong with this. And, and, you know, people can't be pinning this on Capcom just because they support this. They've oh, already, God, you know, no. they already I've already come out and said, you know, people on the show don't represent the views of Capcom. They even had Marn and someone else on, you know, Shuriken's Wednesday night fights. And this is where I'm saying it gets even more layered. Uh, Marn and someone else, you know, went on Wednesday night fights, uh, sponsored by Level Up. And they were, you know, making jokes at this. Uh, with this kind of expense, like, oh, oh, we can't say that. That would be sexual harassment. And the point is, it comes down to the people in the community. Grow the fuck up and stop using fighting games as your little space to avoid society as a whole, just so you can do these things amongst people that you wouldn't do in real life. That's not the point of video games. There is the idea of escapism and all that, but... Be a better person, grow up, and stop using that as an excuse. You can't just say, like this guy, Eris, was saying, like, oh, because, you know, fighting game, the fighting game community isn't for people to be accepted and all that. That's the idea. Like, when you were in the arcade and you were a new guy, you know, you weren't accepted. You had to prove yourself and all that. Like, that's not, I mean, growing, not growing up, spending time in the Smash Brothers Brawl community, and this is where you get the people from fighting games who are like, eh, Brawl isn't a fighting game, blah, blah, blah. The Smash community is one of the most accepting communities overall. And I guess, you know, Brawl didn't start from an arcade and all that. But when you compare the Smash scene to all these other fighting game communities that are so exclusive and all that, it's... It is a similar but a very different thing at the same time. When you just go back and you see apparently someone pulled together all these clips from day one of this RS guy. And he was, there were two female competitors in this field. And they just spliced together all these clips from day one of him being like, oh, oh you know, how does she smell? Oh, let me get it. And then he goes and smells. She's like, well, get away. He asked about her bra size. And you can Whoa. tell that she's like really uncomfortable and she was like, yeah, that's creepy. Like, these people grow up, stop using fighting games as, as an excuse. It's a kind of a deal. And, you know, sure, you can, has actually gone out and, you know, you know, demean this and all these, this kind of thing. Like, they should be doing. You know, sponsors are, are backing away from these kind of things. They're, they kicked off Marn and the other guy, you know, saying that they will not return. We have to represent all this stuff. It's a mess. If you want to feel a bit of disdain for some of the mindset of competitive video games when you, like I, want to see it succeed, but it's being hindered by people with closed-minded views like this, um, it's kind of disheartening. And The fact that he says that sexual harassment in competitive fighting games is one and the same is what kills me. I can, that's so yeah. stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I would also like to say I totally talk like that, but if there's not a girl in the room. You have to be respectful to people, but 
I don't I don't yell like crazy things. But. It's also I guess it's you know it's part of the society we live in, and like it's like oh you can constantly just say like oh society, but we live in a society where you can have a conservative radio host call a graduate student a slut, and then people defend him for it. Uh. So there's some point where you're just like I, I give up. But, you know, there also yeah. should be something that's done about it. Saying Obscenid- that this is America, all I go is so far. Oh, you, oh, you, God, can't yeah. say, you can't say... This is such a, you know, mis- not misnomer, but it's such a missed idea. When they say, like, I have free speech. I can say whatever the hell I want. And they think that it adds at the end without consequence. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I you can absolutely say whatever you want. But they're like... Well, if this is America, I, I can say whatever I want. I can I can say this and blah, 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 blah. What's the guy who sings the Monday Night Football theme? Uh, Hank Williams Jr. Yeah, that was like, that oh. was one of the more interesting ones. And he compared <laughs> Obama to Hitler. He yeah, has every, every like, right to say that. Yeah, he can sure, say that, he but say he, that. he has every right to lose his job for it too. Exactly. Yeah, he won't be thrown in jail for it. It won't be Yeah. You but won't be you imprisoned have, because of that, but there will be other consequences. But you have people. parts of your, you know, contract at ESPN so that probably say like you cannot, you know, bring a negative image upon, you know, yourself or the company because you represent our company, so you are likely to lose your job with cause. Like I, I love yelling obscenities as much as the next person, but be respectful to the people around you, mm-hmm. especially it's, if you're trying to represent a community. That's just. What the hell? It's a disgusting story. It's a misguided view, and it has to be brought to people's attention that it's it's unacceptable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a really good uh, blog post over at the All's Brawl forums mm. detailing this a couple months ago, actually. Really? Yeah. Um, I have been trying to find it, but it's a little bit harder to find find oh, things yeah. from a while ago. Uh, but if when I find it, I'll let you guys know um, via the boards. Mm-hmm. And... But it was an extremely well thought out uh, blog post that really delved into what, what what was going on as far as using language, uh, as far as, especially commentary. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yeah. I also saw some of the backlash of a lot of gamers who took uh, what's his how do you pronounce that Bactanian? Yeah, whatever his name. Yeah, that there is people like that in the fighting community, and I hate to bring that up because you know I really want to give gamers a really good, you know, a, a good face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or at least, but there are people out there who. Believe. Oh yeah, they're idiots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think, grow the fuck up. Yeah, and there's a lot of people who need to do that. Mm-hmm. Quit yelling, rape that bitch when Phoenix is in a match. <laughs> Stop yelling that in general. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I mean, you know, Pio does make a good point. Like they're saying, you know, that Miranda, who was the girl who was asked about her bra, so like, oh, she was being a bitch for getting so bent out of shape about it. Like, seriously? Do you actually know how people interact? Did you watch the video and not hear and see how uncomfortable she was? And yet she was laughing it off as like, a diversionary measure. Like she's not gonna like you know necessarily confront him about it unless she's you know that kind of individual, but she's even saying like that's so creepy or like what what go get away and just like the hesitation. I think the people who are attacking her because of that that was that was also ridiculous. Let's move on. Damn it, this is so depressing. Um, 
bringing the show down, Yoko. I, I'm sorry. I had to talk about it. We weren't going to talk about it before, but... Why didn't we choose my hilarity of the week of the Undertaker we charge by? Yeah, yeah, we could have had some fun at my expense at that one. <laughs> yeah. What was that? What controller was that for? That was for the Wii. It's just battery charging. <laughs> That's so stupid. But it, he, he slams power back into your batteries. <laughs> <laughs> He's on Rasslin. his... Uh... Wrestling. He's on his 20th WrestleMania. He's like so broken down. I hope he's done after this year. <laughs> Him and Triple H are going to kill each other this year, probably. Triple H is still there. He was old yeah. and I still watched. Yeah, like they had a match last year. And I'm like, this is going to be great. It's Undertaker and Triple H. And then I'm like, oh, wait, they're 40 now. <laughs> and they were laying on their backs most of it. Kind King is like, asking, oh, why didn't we do the App Store story? I don't know. It's like, one. there's some Pokemon. You know, fake things going around. They were selling really well, but they were just all busted games. Yeah. I don't know. It's more funny for the people who actually bought it after multiple reviews. What? What? Um, Tony, you're up for the soapbox. What do you got? Okay. I went to this Louisville Arcade Expo thing uh, yesterday, which was like I learned about like Monday. Like I had no idea what to expect. And I went there and they had all kinds of all kinds of old stuff. They had like old pinball machines. Super, there was a Doctor Who pinball machine. I would want to play that. Yes. <laughs> I want to go to there. So I... Someone told me that they like went to it though and it like broke instantly and I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. They had like pinball machines set up everywhere. They had old arcade machines like your Pac-Man and the, things like that. They had old like what are what what are those things where you like I don't know what they're called but you like sit on you, it's like a table and one person sits on one end and the other sits on the other end and you like take turns at Galaga kind of oh, deal. I was just like seesaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had seesaws and uh, no, but it was like one of those and like you're playing Galaga with you're watching a friend play and then the screen like flips around and the ship's on the other side. Hmm. Your friend's playing Galaga and you're like trying to do better than the other. Cool. They had, like, a Donkey Kong machine, too, like, with that. They had all kinds of old stuff. I've never, like, it was cool to see some stuff, like, I've never seen an Atari. I've never seen Jaguar. I've never seen, uh, I've never seen a Commodore. I've never seen a lot How of that stuff. How the hell did I do that? What? I found the blog by typing in a random, uh, page number, 499. You just clicked it? <laughs> I hit a random page number, and I exact, and I found the blog I was looking for. Well, you should post it in the episode thread right now, and I'll put it in the show Will notes. Will do. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Nick reminded me there was a Kirby Megaton Punch tournament. Nice. There was a, there was, yeah, i got to mention some of these tournaments. Uh, there was a Sonic speedrun, which like I got there like 10 minutes before, and I was scrambling to figure out how to uh, sign up for it. I'm like, I might be able to do this. And uh, I got third place. It was uh, Green Hill. Act one in like the fastest time, cool. and I think the best time was twenty nine seconds. I think I got like oh, thirty two <laughs> seconds. If it was like uh, Emerald Hill, I would have been all over that. Like yeah. hard. Yeah. Like one is my least good. Like I'm not. That it doesn't great. have spin dash. It's <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's just silly. Was, the best was the guy who like you just see crouch and then jump uselessly at the beginning of the. Well, mm-hmm. I'm like good job. I really this one guy was talking crap the whole time too. Because he won like the Mario speedrun challenge last year, mm. and he like totally like jumped off a hill and like it was pretty, <laughs> pretty awesome. But uh, I got third place and I won a little Knuckles toy. Knuckles, yeah. <laughs> uh, second place guy got a little Tails toy, and the first place guy got this uh, 
kind of cool looking trophy like a big sonic action figure on top which i totally would have liked but i was i was happy i won something like that that, that was cool uh there was a mario speed run of the first uh, level but it was different and like i was gonna look up speed running tactics for it but it's like impossible because i don't think anyone does this it's a uh, finish uh level one one as fast as you can but you have to have firepower <laughs> which means uh I guess you can get hit once, but you're going to lose a lot of time because you're going to have to get that mushroom where the Goombas kind of fall on them. And then you got to stop and get that one that's on the pyramid, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. And getting that one on the pyramid takes a little time because it's got to be a flower, too. And you can't get hit, basically, once you get it. Because if you do get the fire and then you get a hit, you lose pretty much. It was a really interesting little thing. And, uh,. This guy was talking crap the whole time, and I'm like, God, I just hope he loses. I did okay too. I was I was happy with how I did, but I think I got knocked out by a few really impressive ones. But uh, this guy was talking crap, and then an Asian guy. Hmm. You you know how the story's gonna go already. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't mean I don't mean that insultingly at all, but God, some of them guys are insane. It's like watching completely different players sometimes, mm-hmm. but. I don't. I didn't know you could like Tekken Mario or something, but what he did was uh, he got as close as the Goomba as, as he could and then hit B. Which usually when I'm using the Fire Flower, it bounces over them. But I didn't think to like time it like that. But you can just like nothing's in your way, and he totally wow. got the best time. Wow. And it was it was pretty good. And then that guy lost, and that was pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to take the picture with Mario and Luigi when he got third place. Hmm. So that was. It was pretty cool. They, they, it was it was a lot of fun just seeing a lot of the old setups and uh, I found uh, okay no that's something else uh old setups and I saw damn it I was so mad they like had big like booths for some stuff too but some things weren't set up and they had Knuckles Chaotix like booth but it wasn't <laughs> set up and I've never played Knuckles Chaotix. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was playing like Mario sixty four with some guys and like I kept hearing somebody lose their rings in Sonic CD and that was like really. Just hearing some random things too, like I was playing Smash Bros. 64, which I have not played in years. Years, yeah. And all I could hear behind me was, I, I swear to God, somebody was picking Toad every time in 64. <laughs> Toad is really no. obnoxious in 64. As we, as you can attend to from Yomacon, huh? Oh yeah, that that's a funny, uh, real quick story. Uh, we were just trying to sleep one night, uh, super super roomed with me and two of my other friends, and we we just heard Mario sixty four all night. And we could all we heard was Toad, <laughs> <laughs> Toad in the other room, <laughs> really loud. It happened to be the room above us too, which really sucked because we couldn't we couldn't get up and go. Let's go play some Mario Kart. Yeah, we yeah. were like we were kind of half annoyed that well we kind of want to sleep, but kind of half annoyed too that we like what room is that? We want to go play. That, that sounds fun. <laughs> But yeah, the it was a it, it had a good turnout too, and all kinds of crazy. Like yeah, somebody God, had like a booth cards. with, yeah, somebody had a booth with like imported Japanese Final Fantasy games, pretty cheap too. Nice. I saw like Bart's and his Chocobo on five, and I'm like, ooh, it's useless, <laughs> but I want it. Super Famicom. <laughs> I got all I got like two Metal Gear action figures and a little Cloud action figure, really cheap. Okay, it was it was a fun little turnout. So, where is it at? It was in Louisville. It's like a Louisville thing, and I'm like, I wish I knew about it sooner. But apparently, like the, the convention center or the university. It was at a mall. Uh, it was at a hotel. Okay, cool. Yomacon flashback. Yeah. But, <laughs> nice. 
I like hotel settings, especially mm-hmm. after like getting drunk and hitting on Canadian girls who were staying at the hotel last year. That was fun. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of these days we might actually talk about some of the uh, Nick and Nate's uh, escapades. Epic <laughs> 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 adventures. <laughs> but that's the thing too. I mean, Yomacon 2012 is already starting to take. Oh it's yeah. Already, you know, crazy. Yeah. Like, oh, let's just go to the site. They're already starting to take pre-registrations, and more Sminjas are planned for this year than ever before. This is gonna be oh my safe. goodness, it's going to maybe be double the people, maybe. <laughs> Those um, rooms are going to get so hot. Uh, Nick, so many yeah. Nick is yelling at me that there's going to be a Comic-Con here in Louisville in June. A Comic-Con or like a regular con? Because we did... I don't know exactly what he's talking about. There's going to be something in September, and Vic McNaughton is going to be there. <laughs> so oh, nice. I guess that's legit. If Vic Mignon is everywhere, so. he is everywhere. You're not, you're not a con unless Vic shows up. And I'm like, well, I'll see him at Yoma that year. But then I'm like, I saw Tiffany Grant. And I'm like, oh, I got to get an autograph now. Damn it! Really quickly, it's it's so early in the you know guest announcements and all that, but they already have Todd Habercorn, John St. John coming back, Jeremy Lee, who's a new one, uh, James Carter Cathcart, uh, Jimmy Zappi. Jimmy Zappi is an uh, alternate name. Linkara, Dominion Method Gaming, and Little Karibo is coming back with a vengeance, and I think he's been talking about maybe plans for a Wachow, so he's probably going to yeah. be raking in all of those people. Uh, Cyberlink is saying Sonic Paradox is planning to have a big, 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 big showing. Um, it's WTFP? guys, it's WTFP too, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Um, guys, if you can, uh, it's going to be even bigger than last year, and last year's was pretty significant so get doug walker back damn it seriously yes. come on you guys, they, they got linkara it shouldn't be that hard to grab freaking doug linkara like we asked uh linkara last year it's like why isn't doug here and he's like i don't know some someone screwed up yeah he's like saying that he should have been here there's no reason he shouldn't have been here then yeah. i could have played melee with both linkara and doug walker yeah anyway Linkara is the best kind of Smash player. He really is. Mm. He, he's not. He's, he's not competitive, but good God, is he a lot of fun? Sword Hunter, your soapbox. Oh boy. Okay, so bunch of Mass Effect Three hype, of course. And what, what makes it a little bit more interesting is that there is going to be day one DLC, oh. which always makes things fun. Um, except uh, a couple people are not just a couple people, rather. A bunch of people on the internet are having a, a bit of a problem with this because it is not free DLC. It is paid. It's about $10 mm-hmm. for uh, a, a squad member and, assumingly, uh, some story, what it would be like a loyalty mission equivalent or something. Let's um, keep the, the spoilers on the demo. Yeah. Trying to keep spoilers minimum. Let's just say it's pretty significant. So... Uh, one particular YouTube member, um, going by the name of Total Halibut, um, has a rather lengthy <laughs> video, about 25 minutes long, of him ranting of why why I think Bioware has gone too far with Mass Effect 3. And he goes on this this long tangent um, about how this is unacceptable. Wait, why that... are people saying Total Biscuit? Do we get the wrong video? I'd... Oh, everyone calls him. Okay, everyone calls him Total yeah, Biscuit. Total Biscuit, but, but it's sound. Uh account name is total hell okay. whatever at least we got but the right thing <laughs> this guy 
Yeah. This fucking guy. Uh, good times. Anyway, over 800,000 views so far. And the, the like to dislike uh, ratio is very interesting on YouTube here that a lot of people on YouTube seem to be for this guy's opinion of how he believes that they should boycott Mass Effect 3 because the fact, uh, the, the practice of Bioware releasing paid DLC at the same time uh, as launch is ridiculous. That if it comes, if you make it before launch, then it should be free. That we are entitled to it because you know we're paying for the game. Anything after launch is you know fair game. They can sell it however they like. Might not like it, but it's it's their choice. Um, and he also has this point because um, the, the presumed content of this DLC is so significant to the story that he's under the impression somehow that. Uh, Basically, this storyline is only going to be in the DLC and not in the actual game, which is utterly ridiculous because it's pretty important. I don't want to give spoilers, of course, but there is no way that it would be not included in the actual Mass Effect 3 game. So he goes on you know, this, this long rant about how collector's editions um, should be done, that yes, a lot of things are acceptable, art books are acceptable, um, you know, because ar- the artists have basically nothing to do once the art is set. Uh, soundtracks are acceptable. Um, uh, basically, skins are fine. Uh, new weapons and such, or little changes that are basically um, in 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 picture and image only. They don't actually change the gameplay or anything. Because even if it's a single player, then it would disrupt the progression curve if. Uh, a DLC weapon or something or armor was too powerful. Um, in in multiplayer, if you get some kind of you know paid DLC that really changes how that works, then you know you're paying for power, and that just you know throws things off anyway. Oh. So he's not happy with a lot of the things that are going on as far as DLC and uh, Bioware and EA's practices go. Um, but then we get the we get responses from other people, which are of course heavily disliked on YouTube, and which I, I agree with the retort is that uh, certain people have been getting you know uh, comments from Casey Hudson, the executive producer of the Mass Effect franchise, and obviously there are some very good reasons of why this is happening. Uh, mostly because uh, development does not end at launch day; it ends a few months earlier because a certain project would need to get you know certified. It uh, the the discs need to be made. Everything needs to be shipped. There's other preparations that need to be done um, well before launch actually happens. And in that time, you know, uh, assets and resources can be um, shifted. They could go on to different projects. You know, they could move on to Dragon Age or the Old Republic, but uh, the quote here that and we know that people really enjoyed the DLC for Mass Effect 2. We wanted to start working on DLC. So that's what they did. They took the time after they, uh, after they reached content complete and before launch, they just started working on DLC uh, immediately. So I have no problem that this is paid DLC. It, it, of course, it comes free if you buy the collector's edition, um, along with all the other uh, bonuses that you get with the collector's edition. Which but, is cool. I totally agree is, with that, too. Which is fantastic. But They're not doing Super Mass Effect 3, so I'm totally good with it. <laughs> yeah, the, 
the main point um, that this guy was having was regarding that story that I mentioned before. And it is, of course, completely retorted by Mr. Hudson. Um, at, uh, You're going to drop the quote there? Or? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to look for what, at what point. I don't want to read it all necessarily. Okay, fine. Uh, As a fan, some people fear the worst, and they put their own spin on what they think is happening. As a fan, if I believe these things... Uh, those things, I'd be worried too. But what some people are saying is that we've taken all the lore of Mass Effect out of Mass Effect 3 and that it's only in the DLC. Stuff like that. Of course that's not true. In fact, Mass Effect 3 is all about answering all the biggest questions in the lore. Learning about mysteries of blah blah blah, being able to decide for yourself how all these things come to an end. The DLC, whether it's day one or not, is always going to be sugar on top. The extra. You know, the extra little bits of content that tell side stories. So even though the character we're releasing is so-and-so, uh, which is, you know, very important to the lore of Mass Effect, his story is still an interesting kind of side thing. And then you get this character that's good if you want to have him for your first playthrough. But it's always optional. We would never take stuff out of the core game and only have it in DLC. Which makes perfect sense. I don't know why people would be throwing a fit about this. Like, do you think they would actually specifically limit the core game just to, you know, have it separate and be only $10? I mean, sure, this is going to be a new squad member and, you know, some story. If you look at Mass Effect 2, in both the, uh, the two squad members that they introduced, okay, you get the character, which is, you know, nothing. You can use them for whatever, but then, then you get their loyalty mission, which was... I don't know, half our hour or so of, you know, gameplay story. So it's it can't be that crucial. You cannot fit that much important contact and content into this small section of DLC. Like it doesn't make any sense from a development standpoint or even a storytelling standpoint. So the fact that people are throwing such a fit about this that they should boycott Mass Effect 3 because this is unacceptable. They're they're not making perfect sense, and they're definitely valid reasons to counter their arguments. And it it's being blown way out of proportion. And Mass Effect Three is going to be a fantastic game, even with you know, even if you don't get this paid DLC, it's going to be awesome if you do. But it's perfectly acceptable. Like they're they're doing really nothing wrong. I don't think I have that much of a problem if people don't like the idea of day one. DLC, but the boycott is incredibly extreme, and it generally does not work with uh, specific media things. I mean, yeah, the, the idea is you know, you know, Sopa and Pippa and all that. That that's a whole other issue. Sopa, Sopa. But when you know, I gosh, who brought it? Up? It might have been Otaku who brought it up. Remember, remember the Left 4 Dead two boycott because oh, it came so soon after Left 4 Dead one, and how that didn't happen at all apparently there was a boycott regarding um battlefield 3 i think some (laughs) kind of uh downloadable weapon that like changed what are you what are you laughing at over there and uh it did Uh, succeed at this example what Uh, okay apparently this boycott was actually successful and things were taken back and okay fine no so uh that's that's one reason that this total and yeah Total Biscuit um, sites as a reason of, oh, this could work, but no. Yeah, I, 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 I seem to recall some previous boycotts, and especially especially the ones where people have to sign up through gamer tags. 
someone, uh, after one of these boycotts, someone uh, did some research on the gamer tags to just to see what they were playing. Mm-hmm. And they were all playing the game that they were boycotting oh, yeah. launch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, some, that's... Somebody... The- Somebody in the chat said, remember the Left 4 Dead 2 boycott? And then they said, remember the boycott for all of Capcom? <laughs> <laughs> all of Capcom, yep. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just going to say it. Like, if you're going to boycott Mass Effect 3, you don't care about any of your shepherds or how that story <laughs> ends. Like, you just, you just don't care as much as everyone else. And it's not just the whole thing of, like, Oh, I'm gonna give you my money blindly, mahaha. But if like boycotting is your excuse and that's what you're actually gonna do, good luck with that. Yeah, sure, it may go against your morals and your personal code, what you believe is right, but you're gonna be depriving yourself of this incredible experience and like is it worth it, really? Because you're talking about ten dollars. So sure it's it's a lot to And you don't people, have like, to get it. Yeah, you don't have to get. Oh, it. and I'm sure people boycotted stuff when online pass started, but now it's it's kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Which I'm totally for still. I think that's a great idea. Starcry says Total Biscuit brought up the example you're using right now specifically. He said that if your love for the game is stronger than your dislike of the DLC situation, then he has no respect for you. Well, I don't I care. Have no respect <laughs> for him. So. That doesn't make any sense. I love this girl with big feet, and I can look past her big feet. He makes a shitty argument. I have no respect for him. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. Uh, I don't don't love a girl with big feet. Big feet are weird. Yeah, but if they're big... Rex Ryan doesn't think big feet are weird. (laughs) (laughs) Football jokes that nobody gets. Um, Super. Super. It's your soapbox. I really don't have one. Talk about Derby. Talk about no. Do it. Uh, <laughs> Cyberlink wants to get on and do a guest soapbox because he wants to rant. Do you want to give I, up your soapbox space to Cyberlink? I do because my entire <laughs> thing, legitimately, when I was driving back home after a gigantic snowstorm, I was going to talk about the fighting game controversy. Oh, and I saw, oh, then, oh. I, then I loaded up yours. <laughs> just like I uh, have nothing. Owned. Awesome. Owned. So I'm just, sorry. That is, it's fine, because I think you said it better than I could have. So I am perfectly happy for having Cyberlink show up right now and do a soapbox. Super. Right now. Boop, 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 boop. Super, are we going to talk about ponies after the show? Sure. We haven't talked about the new episode yet. No, we have not. We need to do that. Hey, Yoko, have you talked about the new episode yet? <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Thank you, Sorty. Thank you for talking about the Mass Effect DLC. No problem, man. Because I am... My rant is on a very similar subject. Surprise, surprise, people are pissed off at Capcom about DLC upgrades. Ha <laughs> ha! That never happens. So, in case you don't know, it's basically been announced that there were going to be 12 more characters added to the Vita version of Street Fighter Cross Tekken because 5 was not enough. The characters are as follows. On the Street Fighter side, we have Elena and Dudley, Blanca and Sakura, Guy and Cody. On the Tekken side, we have Brian and Jack, Lars and Elisa, Christy and Lei. Now, what it turns out is that the plan was they're not actually Vita exclusive. They're going to be DLC for the console versions later. Mm -hmm. And, of course, 
People have already gotten their hands on the game, despite the fact that it doesn't come out until Tuesday. Uh, yeah. They've mined the disc, and Fine. surprise, surprise, the ga- the characters are on the disc. And naturally, everybody's flipping out, raising shit storms. And we went through this with being, Marvel. Come on. Yeah, it's, on, Jill and it's Jill and Shuma all over again. But uh. the thing is, like, there, there's a very good reason why these characters are on the disc. And you have to understand... These characters were always meant for DLC, and as such, they have a separate budget as DLC characters from the main game's budget. So they were developed separately and thus have to be priced separately from the rest of the stuff. Plus, if you remember, the Mortal Kombat DLC, that was those characters were not on disc except for a couple unfinished assets for Scarlet. And you had to download like compatibility patches in order to get them to work. Same thing with Blaze Blue. And it was an absolute disaster. You couldn't, most of the time, you couldn't even play with them online because people never bothered to download the compatibility patches. So even if you download those characters, most of the time you couldn't even use them in online matches. And it was just complete mess. Interesting. Yeah. And there's a poster on Shore Yukin named Zero J who has written up a very, very good rebuttal to the whole situation that I'm going to read for you guys right now. Sure. And, and I quote directly, <clears throat> Guys, you can have characters that were unfinished at the time the game was submitted for approval to the hardware manufacturers and yet still have them finished on the disc. The approval process tends to take about three months. One of the publisher and their testers who work to make sure the game will not fail when sent to MS slash Sony, and then a month or two at MS slash Sony before it gets approved for manufacturing. Basically, in those two to three months, the development team has nothing to do but wait for bugs to be fixed. Sometimes you work on stuff that couldn't be finished in time for the original submission to your publisher in the hopes that it comes out as DLC later. That two to three month period is more than enough time for you to finish off some DLC and submit it for approval, which takes about a week or two depending on how large the DLC is. If your DLC is submitted before the game disc has yet to be approved, you can have the DLC put on the disc. So yes... It's possible that Seth was telling the truth about the characters being unfinished at the time and yet still have them finished on the final disc. DLC is created with separate teams with separate budgets in almost all cases unless you're simply waiting for your disc to get approved, in which case you have the same team, separate budget. So why do they put them on the disc anyways? Because it's better for everyone. Players don't have to wait for a long download after purchasing the character, and players who have bandwidth concerns don't have as much to worry about. Also, the developer saves money on the bandwidth transfer for all your DLC purchases. That means more money is available for the developer to do things that you really want, such as post-release title updates, which costs mid-five figures per patch per console manufacturer, ignoring actual development costs. You can also look at Bioware's explanation for their DLC for Mass Effect 3. Mm -hmm. So So just because the characters are on the disc, there's a lot more to their decision, and I don't think it's fair to judge them just because they are on the disc. Well, yeah, people that are bringing said, up... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Super. Well, that said, there are certain scenarios where they should be yelled at. Because after all of that, all I can think of is Proto Man and Mega Man 9. That is not two months of effort. Yeah, but again, I'm pretty sure that that's also something that was meant to be DLC from the beginning and was always intended that way, so it had its own budget. I don't think that has much of a bu- any concerns with budget whatsoever. Think well, of yeah, the game. But... Think of the gameplay. That's little legitimately a sprite swap with some um, parameter met. Um, I'm, I'm missing the word. I'm sorry. Um, Alterations. And... Yes, thank you. I get. I get what you're trying to say. 
but you know, I the for most of it, you are right. All of that is very correct. But there are times where it is, it at least comes off hugely as something that is basically just money grubbing, mm-hmm. grabbing. That's true. But at the same time, you had you know the Mass Effect situation, which apparently, of course, this would have been exclusive to the collector's edition, and now they're making it available to everyone. You know, so why is that a bad yeah, thing? Why is that yeah, a bad? Exactly. You're, you're, it's you know, giving it more, giving this to more of an audience. These characters would have been Vita exclusive, but now you're giving it to everyone. Sure, it will be for a cost, but that's what you get for. It's not. It's not really a sense that that's what you get, but this is you know the cost that they have to do for the. When they're giving it to more people, there is a cost involved, and to make up that cost, they have to charge you for it. It's definitely a sense of entitlement amongst gamers that is really unfounded. Exactly. It's not like an Ultimate Marvel situation where all these new characters are on a separate disc and your old one becomes completely obsolete. Like These are all characters that work with your current version, so you don't need to buy like a Super Street Fighter X Cross Tekken or whatever. Your one disc that you already bought is all you need to play. Mm -hmm. So... At least you don't have to worry about compatibility issues. You don't have to worry about constantly bu- buying like these pack updates like Mortal Kombat that people might not actually get. Mm. It's all done in a way that is much more convenient to the consumer, even if you don't necessarily agree with the idea of having them on the disc and having that content locked away. I still hate Capcom, though. <laughs> <laughs> Darkrai is saying in the chat, DLC is done because it sells. If you don't like the DLC, buy it. Money talks. Sure, don't buy the DLC, but don't be stupid and boycott the game. Come yeah. on. Yeah. I will... I, I, the only thing I have to say about the DLC things is if my core experience is ever at risk because I didn't get DLC, then you'll have probably... Then you have good reason to be pissed off, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, sometimes I worry, especially even with Mass Effect 3, that... I didn't get any of the DLC for Mass Effect 2. Hell, I don't even own the game, but besides the point. you know, Only a couple of them were worth it anyway. Go yeah. on. Yeah. But the, there is a layer of the Shadow Broker, which I feel like, you know, it, it would that be important to have gotten yep. for my game? It's important story, and it was very oh, well I already done. Oh, I already know, but, I already know what happens yeah. in the story. Arkham City. So, yeah, with Catwoman. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, the fact is, do you really feel like you're getting ripped off? Like, is... Oh. 38 to 43 characters for $60, not, like, enough worthwhile content for you to feel that, like, your experience is incomplete. Because, like, the rumor is that these 12 characters together would cost about maybe $20, $25. And that's about a third of the size of the current roster for about a third of the game's actual price. And that seems like a reasonable price point. So it's not exactly like you're getting nickel and dimed here. It, you're getting what is ultimately a worthwhile investment for a reasonable cost. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I can kind of be upset. Like, if you're a tournament organizer and you want to download all these characters to so that you have like a full roster and you're not restricting people in terms of who they can play for a tournament, that's one thing. But like for the casual gamer. You really like. You have to decide. Do you really need these characters? Is that like your experience so hinge on having like Alisa or Cody or whoever in the game that you just feel like you wasted your sixty dollars unless you have that one extra person in there? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. If they if if they if they don't have my guile, man. 
<laughs> He's standard. You got nothing to complain about. Yep. There you go. I want I want I Blanca. Know. I like Blanca. He's I'm DLC. Not. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. All right, let's move on to thought. Let's keep Cyberlink in the fold here. Thank you for the the event we, there. We, we we forgot our story pool. Um. Run through that like sure, really fast. sure. What what's the Borderlands two? Borderlands two trailer about? came out was awesome. New characters and ninety six point five percent more wub wub. Go watch it. It's a great trailer. Yep. We went through the Valve stuff. Uh, last story coming yep. over Operation Rainfall. I hear Woo-hoo. it's pretty fun. Made by Sakagachi, creator of Final Fantasy and mm-hmm. Nobuo Uematsu soundtrack. So yay. Mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank HD has been spotted on a few retail listings. And it, uh, what was, I think it was French Amazon or something. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. Something that, like that, and they said something like May. So I think that's looking, looking pretty good. I think I'm really looking forward to the Devil May Cry one on April 3rd here. Oh yeah, yeah I forgot about that one. It's going to be badass. Anyway. I thought you going to say bad. <laughs> <laughs> Two's kind of bad. Uh, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. But yeah, Ratchet HD. Definitely, if you're looking at that, to get into Ratchet, and you have a PS3, I mean, you'll have like pretty much the whole main library, pretty much after that. Uh, Zone of the Enders uh, HD Collection, the second runner special edition, is coming in the HD Collection, and that had extra content never released in America. So, nice. so that's pretty cool. And that's about it. That's just a bunch oh. of minor stuff that didn't get in the headlines. Just ones that we have in the list there. Uh, the thought is a pretty long-winded question. But it's a good one. It poses the interesting thought from Darkrai. On another site I'm familiar with, a Japanese staff writer was translating an American review into Japanese when he came across an issue. There is no equivalent Japanese word for gameplay. I don't remember exactly what he settled on, but I believe it was something that translated to the circumstance of playing. And it brought up a question to him. What is gameplay? The circumstance of playing is a broad and vague term that does very little to tell us anything. And people have tried to define gameplay before. Peter Molyneux defines gameplay as a series of interesting choices, but that doesn't work either. Take Rhythm Heaven, for example. In that game, there are basically no choices, and the few choices you make certainly aren't interesting choices, but there's definitely gameplay. There's a win condition and a fail condition, but given games like Kirby's Epic Yarn, you can have gameplay without the possibility of failure. There doesn't seem to be a very concrete definition. What do you guys think? Let me get this out of the way first. What is gameplay? A miserable little pile of choices. But enough talk. How about you? <laughs> now that we've got that out of the way, the floor is yours. Um, what do we think? I think this also came up when we were talking about uh, something that I'll plug in a little bit. And I said, you know, I think you know, Katawa Shoujo is you know one of the games I've played for PC that I think you know you should really play. And uh, might have been Fuzzbox, I think, if I recall correctly. So it's like, well, you know, can that be considered a game? I thought it was just a visual novel. And we were talking about, you know, difficulty and choices and is that part of gameplay and all this kind of stuff. And I think gameplay, I mean, we all have a general idea of what a game is. And I think the gameplay doesn't necessarily have a concrete definition as opposed to... You know, the... You know, Kind King does put it pretty well. Yeah. Anything that needs human input to continue. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's you know, different for each game, obviously, but it's your involvement with the game itself. That being said, you can extrapolate entertainment from other parts of the game, mm-hmm. other pieces of content in the, you know, game, like cutscenes and all that, but... 
Yeah, gameplay is pretty much what he said. Yeah. To me yeah, anyway. The interface of yeah, how the interactive portion of the medium yeah. and mm-hmm. uh how how you interact how you interface with that game um and everything that goes with it, I think is a good starting point. It's yeah. basically it's basically what you derive enjoyment from and that's and that's pretty much like the you is the important there, what you are doing. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, like you are watching a movie, that's not exactly, you know, but applicable totally here. a passive experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, something, something that engages you. Mm-hmm. It's the engagement of the player. That's the gameplay. So then do you think cutscenes are? Because Master Fossils followed it up and said, uh, I was recently playing through Metal Gear Solid 4 for the first time and some of my friends were watching me and expressed their dislike for the game because it has too many cutscenes and it's basically a movie. Do you mind lengthy cutscenes in a game? And Do you think video games should expand their storylines in cinematic-like fashion or should they stick to gameplay as much as possible? So would you consider the cutscenes to be part of the gameplay? Uh, cutscenes as part of the gameplay? Sometimes it's important. You know, you've yeah. got those quick time events ever since mm-hmm. Resident Evil... Okay, not ever since... Uh, ever since Resident. Dragon's Lair, man. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But, uh... Yeah, cutscenes cut are important for some games. Not every game can call upon cutscenes. Like, cutscenes are most definitely important in games like Heavy Rain. Yep, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the but whole that, game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same thing yeah, for Oscar's Red. Yeah, but yeah. there's... On the, on the reverse side, there's nothing there for people who are, you know... You don't need cutscenes in Portal. And I think there is, there's a kind of mental engagement, too. I mean, you're trying to take in everything that's happening, and you're trying to process it. And that's, you know, when people are trying to say, like, oh, well, you know, is a visual novel a story? I mean, you do have the inputs that, you know, branch off of the story, but you also have what are essentially long cutscenes where you're trying to process and take in the experience as oh, part of a game. I have something relevant. At the Arcade Expo yesterday, there was a Power Rangers game on the Sega CD, and it was literally the show. Oh, the FMV game. <laughs> yeah, it's literally the show, and you, like, input with the Zord fights, and, like, if you lose, I guess they, like, the Zord blows up. But it's, like, literally the show, and you, like, press left and hit buttons. Nice. <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> uh, um, I had a point, and now I've lost it because of your bloody Zords. <laughs> go, go, Power Rangers! Uh, um, honestly, I think cutscenes are a really good thing to have in, um, especially those story-centric games, because you know sometimes you get to really show off this fancy explosion and such. But it also grants the player a much-needed downtime. Yeah. Because if you see from the best movies, you always have this kind of rising action that it, you know goes up and then goes down a little bit, but then goes up higher, then goes down a little yep. bit. It's you know basic story structure. So honestly, cutscenes should be around and they should be here to stay and. You know, they give you your your falling action, your minor falling action. I think uh, gameplay can do downtime too, though. Yes, like you just it can. I mean, and then you just kind of run around a peaceful, serene area. Yeah, for I was say like the player, like that. the player kind of puts that in there. But I think yeah, if you give it, you know, too much action and too much, you know, overstimulation of player input, yeah, like, yeah. the player's going to get burned out easily. Yeah, exactly. Because um, I'm glad you brought that up because I have a there's the games like uh, Sin and Punishment. Incident Punishment 2. Those don't really give you your, you know, slow down points. Where, where, where are you, where's your falling action? Where, where's your breathers there? You're, it's a huge, it's a rail shooter. You keep on going, but then you know the level ends. You get a cutscene, no matter how small or you know exact, however you do that, 
and then you start the next level, and you know it's a little it it progresses. The pacing's better for it. Yeah, you know, mm. there's nothing inherently in the gameplay for those you know slight depressions in the in the uh, rising action. Yeah. So it is an interesting question, and it'll be an interesting one to pose to the community when we do through our social networks. At Show Me Your News on Twitter, Show Me Your News on Facebook, that good stuff. And the forum. There's and a forum the forums, topic. of course. Yeah. Um, do we have any YouTube video recommendations? I do. I showed it to you because, I don't know, maybe I was really tired, but it was really stupid and really funny to me. Uh, we were doing this uh, IGN, I think it was an IGN like fan poll, like best g- character, uh, animal characters in games. Mm-hmm. And we ran across some Tekken stuff that was really weird, like a kangaroo with boxing gloves. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, Roger Tekken, Jr. Yeah, if we don't know Tekken stuff, it was really weird. And then we just, like, panda. There's just a panda in Tekken. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. so weird if you don't know that. And uh, we looked up the, we were just looking up for panda stuff. And it was Tekken 5 panda ending. Watch it with no context. <laughs> it's really funny to me. Mm-hmm. Panda is like the best character in the uh, Blood Vengeance uh, CG movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. Definitely got to look at that. that that's mine. Uh, I've been seeing, it's not really a YouTube video, I guess, but I've been seeing Screw Attack's uh, commentaries on the tester. Ego Raptor, unfortunately, eliminated because of terrible, stupid circumstances. Yes, that... Ego Raptor eliminated, and with it, any interest I had in watching the tester. Yeah. Me too! They did have a Street Fighter Cross... They did have a Street Fighter Cross Tekken episode, and I wouldn't have watched it on its own, but... Uh, Scrub s- gameplay, Screw, all of it. Screw Attack did a pretty uh, good commentary of it. They dressed up in characters, and they actually... You know, Sonic actually did a pretty good job in the post-production. They took assets from... Street Fighter Cross Tekken, and when they were doing their staged attacks on it, they put in, you know, effects. They did health bars and all that, so it was, it was pretty good there, but definitely a lot of, you know, jabs to be made. Um, mm-hmm. uh, j- just watch the Borderlands 2 trailer again, and my god, the Mass Effect 3 launch trailer is gorgeous and amazing and all sorts of awesome. Alright, uh, as far as re- recommendations, mine isn't a YouTube video, it's not even videos. They're actually uh, articles written by Yahtzee. Ah. The ah. extra punk. I, I I've toted extra credits in the past. Now it's extra punctuation. Ooh. The articles. The articles written. I think every Friday. Sounds he about releases, right. Has he written he, something he, recently that was uh, interesting? He, re- he puts one up like after every single. Uh, video. I catch him yeah. every so often. Yeah. Um. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yahtzee is more of an entertainer nowadays for his videos. I honestly think he makes less good points and more does a lot of stuff for, you know, just entertainment. But his extra right. punctuations are really, really smart. Yeah, he's a smart dude, even though mm-hmm. some of the videos piss people off. Which, I mean, yeah. he's just, yeah, he's just being silly. Yeah. But. but Yeah, but like I said, um, his videos are pretty much your entertainer entertaining the masses. His articles are where his where his humor and where his brains really are. Yeah. Nice. The re- the reason why Yahtzee got popular in the first place, really. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time, when people don't like his reviews, is because he's hating on a game that people like. And I so get over like, that. I mean, damn. Yeah, this game's not bad. Yeah, I mean, so honestly, that's, that's I, I, I just complain about. I, I just laugh at him most of the time, especially when he does a review of a game I like. 
he did Sonic Generations and mentioned that he loved the classic Sonic, and I'm just like, but that's the bad part. <laughs> <laughs> but he's entitled to think whatever he wants, and I mean, exactly. just even if he's wrong. En- yeah, even if he's wrong, <laughs> just enjoy it and just laugh yeah. at it for what it's it is. A, yeah. Like I said, it's the videos are these days purely for entertainment. Mm-hmm. And he still gets paid. Of course. Like that. Yep. Well, again, it's like I'm a, jealous. <laughs> it's, it's all entertainment, really. Mm-hmm. If you want to actually get into some actual points where where he actually backs up some of the opinions he's made in these in his videos with actual data or for actual reasons. The only reason I've ever been angry at Yahtzee is because he blatantly spoiled Brotherhood for me in his yeah. revelations review. That was yeah. not fair. Not cool, man. Not I don't. I watched I, I his, uh, and I don't remember what happened. I don't either. Uh, I watched uh, his Final Fantasy Thirteen review again because I was curious, and uh, I'm like, I wonder if he does any spoilers. And then he starts off, and he's like, I only got five hours in, and I'm like, Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't care for it, like yeah. most things. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I, uh, then again, he did make he he does make a good point for it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, any game where you have to play through 25 hours to get to the good part, probably not. Uh, I, I liked what I, I had, but I totally see why people get turned off too, though. Any other videos, Sword Hunter? Um, videos of uh, people coming out of anesthesia-induced sleep. Oh, gosh, yes. What? Was, uh, <laughs> um, basically, after you know, there's a series of videos, of course, of parents you know videotaping their kids after they get their wisdom teeth taken out. That's there's, terrible. Uh, but it's, it's, awesome. it's pretty amusing. Uh, there was one Is this on, real life? <laughs> yeah, there was one posted on uh, Kotaku that uh, they linked that is hilarious. That it's it's not just this girl is you know out of it. She's like forgetting. Like it's very short term memory loss. She asks like within I don't know what is it the space of uh, two minutes. She probably asks what's in her mouth. The answer is gauze. What she asks, "What's in my mouth?" at least six times. So it's incredible and a bit amusing to watch. So if you want, if you want to quote something for the rest of the day, some of those <laughs> sounds pretty fun. Why? Why? I did. <laughs> What's in my mouth? <laughs> uh, Cyberlink, do you want me to say Sonic F facts? So you don't have to yeah. shameless yeah, unplug I, yourself. Yeah, I had my I had my own uh, thing I wanted to promote. So go ahead oh. and say that. Go, yeah, go watch that. It's cool. Just the facts. Uh, just the facts. I make I, fun I, of stupid people. I enjoyed the humor. Yeah. We're still we're not letting Psy guy out. By the way, he's staying oh, down yeah. there. He's and no one will tell me otherwise. <laughs> but uh, I did actually have a video I wanted to promote. Uh, Actually, uh, Kage Ichihashi, who plays Tails on Sonic F and Pinkie Pie in Camaraderie Supernatural, she and her boyfriend are actually in the middle of producing a live-action Doctor Who fan film called Doctor Who The Endless Reckoning. And they have a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff up on their YouTube channel right now. So all of you should go to youtube.com slash dwendlessreckoning and go check it out because they have some very impressive stuff planned. Her Pinkie Pie is really good. I'm convinced she is possessed when she does it. That's probably <laughs> true. <laughs> had, her, right. had her sing and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Next episode is coming, I swear. 
Oh, Gosh. also, you missed the beginning of the show where we kind of poked fun at you guys because oh, yes. uh, for WTFP episode 100, you know, with like different ideas, like, oh, what should we do for episode 100? And during the live stream, people say, like, oh, you should do a musical episode. And it's like, oh, man, we just might beat out Sonic F for getting out a musical episode. Original music takes a long time to write. I did add that concession, but still, it had to be said. <laughs> Do you know how many Lady Gaga parodies I had to throw away? Yeah. Too many. Three? Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes. So a couple things before we close out the show. Really important things. First of all, it's, I had an idea of you know making a list for the Show Me Your News community, coming up with ideas of you know at least three games for each system that you've owned to kind of create a you haven't lived until you've played blank for this system. So it's in our video game section. It's called You Haven't Lived Until. I'll probably link it in the show notes. We've got a whole bunch of games that you know we're trying to come up with, you know, the best whole bunch games. of games. Yeah, best games for each system. So we as a community kind of get a sense of, hmm, well if, you know, I I want to play a game and I have this system and I haven't played this yet, probably a good idea i should play it and it's has you know community recommendations so get some community involvement there but then i was also contacted by a fan of ours who goes by missingno and he contacted me a while ago and is like oh i, I want to do a contest you know one of you be behind i'm like i don't think i ever really responded because i'll be honest I, like I you know posted in the thread i i did but like when he he private messaged me at first and i didn't think it was going to be you know, significant. We've had ideas of like, oh, should we do, you know, best music from this game as like a, a poll? And it's like, y- you can do what you want. I mean, go for it. You don't need my approval. But then he came out with this idea as the Show Me Your News Super Fan Contest. And you can go on showmeyournews.com slash forum, check out our fan creations section. And uh, this is quite an idea. So. Missing no rights. Hello, fellow sminges. I decided to host a contest of sorts. It would. It took around a month to decide what kind of contest would be best for the community. We have had fan art contests, video contests, as well as E3 predictions. This made it hard to decide what kind of contest this would be. I had to decide what type of prize people would want to win. In the past, Yoko has offered winners to guests to be on the podcast. And it wouldn't be my place to offer that as a prize. If you're interested in the contest, here are the rules and prizes. So the rules for this super fan contest... You can make anything that shows your fandom of Show Me Your News. You could write a song, draw a picture, make a movie, or anything else you can think of. The only rule, it must it must relate to SMYN. Must be a member of the forums to participate. So if you listen to our show and you haven't joined our forums, we're pretty cool. And you're so. friends with Darkrai and he doesn't know. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all, co- all contest entries must be emailed to smyncontest at gmail.com. That's smyncontest at gmail.com. These can be attachments or as links if you have your work uploaded online. Make sure you have your SMYN forum screen name, including the subject. We need to know who wins after all. All entries must be submitted by March 21st. So we'll have a few days after our next uh, episode. But March 21st is the due date, apparently, this uh, for this contest. And he posted this around the 23rd of February. So it gives him about a month. Only one entry per person. If you'd like to update or change your entry, send an email with it and let them know it's your new entry. 
The most recent entry will be the one that's judged. And yes, I, Yoko, will be the judge for the contest. So you get to appeal to my judge senses? Sure. Um, I, I, should, I should probably note that last time we did a contest like this was the YouTube Resurgathon contest. We did the YouTube video. And if you're thinking like, oh, I'm not creative, uh, so therefore I can't enter. And then I would point you to our fan art contest. <laughs> we did have some interesting <laughs> fan arts, like the DNA the old, Digivolve. Yeah, the old herd around the world. The if you want to make something that we laugh at in two years, <laughs> then go for it. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, I mean, the Debago won the YouTube Resurgathon contest, and it was because he had kind of an, an impassioned speech of what the podcast meant to him and how it changed his life. It wasn't artistically creative and all this kind of stuff, but you know, it really showed his fandom, and I think that was why I ultimately chose that one. I'm not saying go in above and beyond that, but you know, put your own creative spin on that, and it doesn't have to involve art or video or anything like that just use your creativity although so if what... you do want to go above and beyond we ain't stopping you <laughs> sure kind king is yelling at me to use my sprite comics and i'm like i'm on the show i don't really yeah <laughs> and the winner is tony <laughs> whoa what is, what is totally though if you guys want to hunt down my sprites and make a comic that would be freaking awesome to me go <laughs> through remember, that kids, just ask him for the content, assets yeah and remember, kids, if you win this contest, you too could be a schmuck who somehow manages to BS his way onto the show halfway through the soapbox segment. Hey! <laughs> for, someone, uh, it was in like a music stream, we were doing like Dragon, Dragon, Rock the Dragon. I couldn't help but think of Iceberg, 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 iceberg Rock the Iceberg. iceberg. <laughs> um, why should people care? It's because the prize is actually pretty amazing, and I have to give. Missing no all the props in the world. Because he says the winner will receive $60 in gaming gifts from me. You can choose any combination of Steam games, 360, PS3, Wii, 3DS gift cards. If it adds up to $60, it's yours. Also, I am providing the prizes. I am not eligible to win the contest. So I double down. I say not only this amazing $60 prize from Missing No. But you will also be a guest on the show. That's the least I can offer is yes. that kind of prize. So show your fandom, get a gaming prize, and be on the show uh, by March 21st. At I hope, Dem- SMYN Demone, Wilson. I hope Demone Wilson wins again. <laughs> <laughs> Demone Wilson, come on. got to send an entry. Just, come on down. Just, just got to be able to redeem the prize. March 21st, 2012 to smyncontest at gmail.com. For Masingno's Super Fan Contest. So thank you, thank you very much for that generous contest. If you don't accept the prize, I will take the $60 game <laughs> prize. Dibs. Dibs, um, no. I do want to ask a question. Sure. Uh, um, well, what are we going to do about uh, multiple people working on a single entry? Ooh. Will that be the project leader who gets on the show? Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. No, no, well, no. no they just have can. to fight for our amusement. Yeah. Online yeah. brawl match? I don't know. <laughs> oh, dude. Game yes. and watch hammers. All clocks. Game and watch hammers. All clocks yeah. match online. There you go. There you I got a 
Good, well, good luck that. people. I did not know the Game & Watch hammer thing was a thing until I was in tournament. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> um, anyway, I think that's all we've got to cover. We covered a lot of stuff today, and it was pretty important. Before three hours. High five. Yeah! No yeah, guys, we're 18 minutes from three hours, but... It's close enough. People like the long shows, I think, when they're at their jobs and they have nothing better to do. Yes, yeah. listen. It but then I'm also so jealous that they have jobs that let them listen to podcasts all day. Jeez. Stay salty, America. <laughs> Those <laughs> tears, man. Those tears. At least they actually have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is true. So, Assassin's Creed 3 news tomorrow from Ubisoft. Mass Effect 3 on Tuesday. Street Fighter on Tuesday. And Street Fighter Cross Second on Tuesday, but... For Mass Effect fans, that takes a back burner. And we'll see if I make it alive to Tuesday. Yeah. I still have I, I picked out articles today, but I have to read 15 articles and summarize 15 articles in 250 words for each for an annotated bibliography. And I'll talk about Mario Party 9 next time. All Would right. you really? Dude, yeah, I'm going to buy it. Wow. <laughs> Driving on cars. <laughs> Driving on cars. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to cover that front, I guess. I guess so, and we'll actually have news on one of these newer games. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, uh, Cyberlink, for joining last minute and doing your ranting. It just makes another episode that you make a little appearance on. <laughs> Add it to that no, list. No matter what My we pleasure. do, we always replace Buzz. <laughs> I look forward to... I look forward to someday making another impromptu appearance just by breaking into your house. Okay. Uh-oh. Maybe Again. sometime in July. Second time? You've done Possibly that sometime in July, carrying a certain game that you have been neglecting for several years. Mm. I, I tried looking. It's ex- no two is expensive now. Yeah, two is expensive. I have one. I'll let you use that when we. I thought I got like the new play version of it, but then no. You guys should like start screwing with people and like start saying like three and like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we already know what he's talking about Pikmin. And. and- <laughs> no, I wasn't talking about Pikmin. I was talking Mega Man Legends. I got 64. Oh, okay. oh dear. I thought maybe Even still, if we mention three, that's just being a dick. Yeah, <laughs> I think that caused more saltiness if we mentioned three. <laughs> <That'd be great. laughs> and on that note, with that, I am Yoko. I'm Super. I'm Tony. I'm Sword Hunter. And I am everywhere. <laughs> oh, snap. Damn. We are out. Yeah, everyone Karen's will be playing. Not checking you. <laughs> everyone will be playing uh, freaking Mass Effect three before me. That was all. Oh, Whoa! Oh, what was that? Talk. Uh, hello. Whoa! Yeah, robot. What's <laughs> it's up, a robot. Robo oh, Cyberlink. Oh crap! Did I leave Clownfish on? <laughs> I don't know. What's what's Clownfish? That's the voice synthesizer thing.
Ah, it is Mr. Freeze. Doba's totally right. Oh, yeah, say, is... say some things that you'd want to say through a robot voice. Puny humans, you will be exterminated just like the rest. <laughs> Exterminate. Exterminate, exterminate. That one works wow. really well. <laughs> <laughs> what would Chuck say as a robot? Reverse? <laughs> 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 well, alrighty then. I love this program so, so much. Oh, that's right. He does the different effects. <laughs> yep. Good. Mm-hmm. I remember you doing the, the pitch shifting for the... the Game of the Year Awards. Yeah, the, that thing. Yeah, the, BG- the VGAs, not the Game of the Year's. <laughs> oh, cool. The VGAs were, like, really boring, but if you were, like, in our Skype call, Cyberlink was doing that the whole time. People were like, you should... Oh, it was glorious! <laughs> yeah, I thought, like, yeah, I could do, like, pitch shifting and all that, but, like, reverse? <laughs> what? <laughs> that was awesome. What? That was, like, Cyberlink robot underwater. Yeah, it was drowning. What else does it have? The uh, mutation filter, which sort of goes up and down and up and down as time goes on. Up and down and up and down. Up which and I down can set all to just now, yeah. which is like the slow setting. Mm-hmm. Or I can set it to the fast setting where it becomes much more noticeable much more quickly. <laughs> that thing's awesome. I like that one. Uh, let's see. Male voice. Uh... Now, I would like. I want to play robot, a game. Was the robot setting one of them too? Yeah, that's the. Uh, let's see, that's robotic voice setting. Okay. This is female. Because we've had like robot things be glitchy before. This is helium. The he- female and helium are very. Baby. Baby. The female and helium are very very similar. And I'm still set with the uh, chorus filter on at the same time as well. I can set chorus. That'd be so cool if there would be, like, accent filters. Like, you could just speak into it normally. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'd like to find something like that. Uh, Just one echo. Pretend like you're falling down a cliff. It sounds like a Yoshi Yoshi story. (laughs) Yoshi! <laughs> I fear what would happen if I actually tried to pitch myself up while using this filter. Bum, 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 bum. Find out. Like whatever. <laughs> oh it's terrifying. Yep, a little bit. But yeah, he sounds like that really weird talking thing when you first start a story mode in Yoshi Story. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey. Like, I've never really listened back to it, so now you'll know. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. I think we definitely found the uh, Easter egg for this one. I think we did too. Possibly. Yoko mode. 
Like, like it's free for anybody with a PC. Just look for Clownfish for Skype. Clownfish for Skype. And is that on the extras or what? No, it's like an extra. Oh, it's like standalone. Down. Okay, okay. It's a standalone thing, but it's got a pretty sizable feature set. So, <laughs> Kind King's got a good idea in the high pitch say, Mario. Okay, hang on. <laughs> I'm not sure whether I want female helium or baby for this one. All three. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, all I can't do all three at once. Uh, I'll, let's well, go, baby. Oh dear, that was the one I. <laughs> Maybe a little lower. Helium okay. would be a lower. Yeah. Let's go to helium. Mario! Closer, Try female. Closer, yeah. Alright, let's, let's crank it down one more notch. Mario! Hmm. Nah. Mm. Yeah. Not quite there. Nah. He doesn't. He can't hear it. So yeah. Well, you are you are kind of the female cyberlink, though. <laughs> That's so cool. Although some sminges would take that a little bit too far. Yeah. I don't know. Know. Oh, geez. Oh god. <laughs> Shipping. <laughs> if you've been following the Skype chats. Yeah. I haven't. That might be for the best. Cyberlass will now be shipped with everybody on the podcast. She is That's the loud. voice of SMYN. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hello, Yoko and Samurai Panda. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> we will get it on many times. And there will be cake. We will get it on. We will get it on many times. And then there will be cake. <laughs> this podcast is over and I'm ready for you, big boys. <laughs> oh, actually, I want to try. I want to try something. Uh, where is it? Is coming across more the following podcast is brought to you by every company on the face of the earth because that's what it does. Oh, yeah, the dojo, <laughs> the <Wow>. rundown. <laughs> that's terrible. Oh, <laughs> what were you doing? Table. That's <laughs> Did you, what did you did you think future Yoko was gonna think that was a good idea? <laughs> That's future Yoko's problem. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Let Love that guy deal with it. Not my problem anymore. <laughs> yeah, if, like if I got famous or whatever, they'd be like at cons, they'd be like, do the do the thing, the dojo. <laughs> that would be a wow, good idea. <laughs> SMYN Generations. <laughs> we should do SMYN Generations. <laughs> you just lose all credibility when you say it like that. No, I lose all credibility when I say it like this. I'm we should totally do SMYN Generations, man. It'd be so awesome. Oh my god, guys. Like, oh my god, totally. Let's make a pizza. Pizza. <laughs> Who's singing? I just don't know what went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You've made him sad too. It resonates way more with me than it should. 